Welcome to the Next Dimension Podcast, your portal to an extended reality. Every week we talk about the hottest topics in XR and let you join the discussion live on MRTV. And now, get ready for another exciting episode coming up. Hi, welcome to episode three of season two of the Next Dimension podcast, your podcast that's all about VR and AR. And I'm so looking forward to tonight's show because we have a very special guest. It's Stan LaRocque, the CEO and founder of Lynx, the next mixed reality headset. Stan, how are you doing? Good, and you? Oh, I'm really good. I am so looking forward to talk with you and, well, to have all of our questions about the Lynx Mixed Reality headset answered. So this is going to be pretty amazing. You are in Paris right now? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm at home uh, Saturday night in, in Paris. Okay, yeah. Sounds a bit more interesting than Saturday night in Dortmund, <laughs> where I am. <laughs> But anyways, we're going to have a great uh, night together here. And also here with me, of course, Gary Walkton, the author of The Memory Engine and the Immersed Robot YouTube channel. Gary, how are you doing tonight? Good, thank you. Yeah, really good. Pleased to be here and talk about the links because this is one of the projects that I've been following for the, the past few weeks, really. I know I've heard about it, you know, in sort of in the background for quite a long time, but it's during these past few weeks, this past month or so, where it's, I feel like it's really started to ramp up and get a lot of excitement around the project as well. So I'm looking forward to uh, talking to Stan about that, yeah. Exactly. Same here. I'm super excited about this whole um, project and to learn everything about it. And wow, we're going to have some uh, good time together. My name is Sebastian Ang. I am the founder of MRTV and I'm the host of the Next Dimension podcast. For all the people out there who don't know this podcast yet, it is a podcast about VR and AR and mixed reality. <laughs> and it's live streamed every, every Saturday at 9 p.m. in Paris time, 8 p.m. in London, 12 noon in San Francisco and 3 p.m. In, in New York City. And we are also an audio podcast. You can find us on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google, on Alexa, everywhere where you can find podcasts. And if you love this podcast, we would be very happy if you give us a good review. Simply open your iPad or your iPhone, go to the podcast app, find the Next Dimension podcast and give us a five-star review. We'll be super happy about that. All right, so today's show, We will talk about augmented reality. We're going to talk about what Facebook is planning. And we're going to talk about the competition, which is the Lynx. Actually, right now, it is the Lynx. It is the Lynx from Paris. So this is going to be interesting to find out how Stan and team want to pull this off. It sounds a bit like David against Goliath. <laughs> If you think about it, I think, Stan, you are a, you are a 15-man team, right? Is it? Yeah, the, yeah, we we are the, the core team is uh, 15 people. Yeah. Wow, 15 people against I think 10,000 people at Facebook who are working on augmented reality and virtual reality, and wow, that is going to be so interesting. So, um, before we go into our weeks, normally we talk about what we did in general. For all the people who have never heard about the links, Stan, could you give us like probably a one minute? 
yeah, um, talk about what it is. Uh, describe what you're working on. What is the Lynx Mixed Reality headset? Yeah, sure. So the, the Lynx is a headset, like you said, for mixed reality. So it's a headset that is untethered, no cable, like the, 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 the new headsets out there usually. And it can do VR, like a regular VR headset. But one of the cool stuff also that it can do, it can do AR, it can do augmented reality in the best way possible with the biggest field of view you, you can imagine for AR. Um, and it has all the bells and whistles you might expect from a standalone modern um, headset, like hand tracking, six stuff, uh, controllers, you know, working progress stuff, uh, but uh, high resolution, very cool new optics. Um, and my team has been iterating on all aspects of what uh, is an HMD actually. So mechanical, electrical, optical, everything from the software to all the, the, the way down to the, to the silicon hardware. Wow. Okay. So this is, uh, yeah, probably one of the very first standalone mixed reality headsets. Is it correct if I say it like this? I I think it's the first one. We can we can say it's the first true AMR standalone headset. So that there is non-standalone MR headsets. You 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 talk about one uh, not so long ago. Uh, but uh, as far as uh, untethered, I think we are the, the first. Yeah. 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 Right. 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 Um, at the moment, there's another great mixed reality headset, right? The Vario XR3, and I have the VR3 here on the channel, which is really an amazing VR headset. But well, this is kind of like it's like tethered. It has like two big, um, yeah, cables going out of this, and yeah, this indeed it does look lightweight, like a. Yeah, like a standalone headset that you could probably wear for a couple of hours if you want to. So this is something totally different. Very, very cool. Yeah, great. We're going to talk a lot about this headset, right? So this is just like a very short introduction for all the people who have never heard about the Lynx. And also, probably you can tell us a bit more, also probably one minute, about uh, when can people buy this or support your Kickstarter? Uh, when is it going to happen? So this is going to be a Kickstarter, right? Yeah, so it's um, so, so we, we are not a big company. So you have to understand that it's also our first product. And um, we my team as a, you know, we have a lot of experience in, uh, in VR and AR, but it's so our first like large scale product. And uh, we're doing a Kickstarter for that for a, a few reasons. The first one is the Kickstarter will allow us to pinpoint uh, an exact number of orders for the batches we are going to produce. You know, there is a there is a silicon shortage, like the, there is a crisis for the some of the components we we have in headsets. So we need to be able to know exactly how much components we have to order, and also right. it allows us to pay immediately for the manufacturing of the headsets uh, that we intend to deliver in February 2022 with a Kickstarter coming up in, in September. So if you want to buy a new headset or try something else that is not Facebook or other big companies out there, uh, yeah, start to take some of your a few a few hundreds dollars on the side and, and we'll discuss uh, all that in September.
<laughs> okay, cool, cool. Yeah, we will discuss this tonight. Actually, yeah. <laughs> we want to we want to find out everything about it. Okay, so before our show, normally we talk about what we did last week, and uh, yeah, Stan, tell us. So you are the founder and CEO of Links, yep. and. How does your day-to-day -day life look like? Are you actually an engineer by trade, or what are you actually doing? Tell uh, us, a, or probably, how did your life change after you told the people that you're going to go consumer? Did everything change? So, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah a few weeks ago, everything changed, but uh, uh, you know, what I say at the office is that, uh, you know, Lynx is basically, uh, it's, a, it's a TV series. Uh, too much things are happening, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it, <laughs> You know, stories will be tell uh, in a book soon, probably. But uh, uh, so far, you know, uh, when I started making a HMD, I was doing everything by myself. I'm a, uh, like, I'm an engineer, um, and I was trying to do everything by myself. So I did everything, but you know, in a bad way. So everything was working, but you know, not all the pieces were there. But it was hard to assemble and all that. And so. Uh, I hired a, a team and I, I raised money to, to, to do something professional, uh, something that people will actually want to buy and use. Uh, and, and, and now I am one of the youngest people in my team. And this, the role I have today is CEO and also technically CTO. I, I, I take all the decisions that uh, the, the team is presenting to me in, in what direction should we take. Uh, I, you know, I'm the... Uh, I'm the CTO in that regard, and uh, I'm also still doing a bit of software stuff. Uh, like I did the, the eye tracking software, uh, and uh, I, I, yeah, I, I miss that part. I miss you know, doing stuff, uh, but uh, it's it's part of uh, growing the company. Okay, wow, interesting. So probably now you're doing more of business development and telling the people about this, being on yeah. shows like this and just trying to get the word out, right? Is it like this? Exactly. Like, you know, this period that we're in since we announced that we are shifting toward consumers and all the way to the Kickstarter, my job is what I'm doing tonight with you also, you know, to share Perfect. what we're doing and, and try to make people understand like the values that we bring with that headset. Okay. Well, it also sounds quite fun to be here on the show yeah. <laughs> and to and to hear like feedback from the people. So tell us probably another one minute or two. How has the feedback been since you told the world that you want to go more from enterprise only to consumers? What so is it? The feedback. The feedback that you get is it yeah. like like a people look forward to it or people are skeptical or what is the feedback that you get? So the so first the, the feedback was very valuable because uh, you know and it was part of our strategy to 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 tell everything in advance so we can we can see if we needed to to make some changes in, in you know the product definition and what we're doing but so far that the feedback is is very good and I'm I'm actually I was overwhelmed by the feedback you know three weeks ago when we 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 change our our um, direction towards a consumer because of course. Uh, you know, people were happy about the price that it, that is going to, to drop a lot from what we intended to. And uh, we still have all the businesses that wanted to order the headset before when we were only an enterprise, um, you know, oriented company that are still going to, to buy the headset nonetheless. So we didn't lose any customer and we are talking to a new community. And, and that is that is the dangerous part because, you know, it's a much more different than enterprise of course the expectations are not the same 
the, the the content you have to 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 build the ecosystem is is just another order of magnitude but from what we saw online and maybe you saw some of them as well uh pe people i mean a, a part of the vr community was actually kind of waiting for a, a quest competitor i guess but also something you know more open and um and, and something they can uh, that that is also affordable uh, and not like uh, you know headsets like the the, the the Vive Focus that is that is maybe too expensive. Okay. So yeah, we, we we try to fit in this in in this channel and in this segment of the market. It's super hard. It's a huge bet, and yeah. uh, I I can't I will lie to you if I say that I'm not scared. <laughs> but yeah, of course we are. Okay, let's say you are leaving your comfort zone a bit here. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like like a it's little bit. Yeah, yeah, and suddenly everybody wants controllers. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> probably, probably that's something that you never thought before when you were dealing enterprise only, right? But suddenly everybody wants controllers. Yeah, and you know it, it made sense for us when we were more gearing to uh, enterprise because uh, enterprise headsets, you know, people are working when they're using the headsets, so they want to be hands-free. So. We, we did a lot of investment and partnership with Ultralip for the hand tracking. Uh, it's, it's working great. Uh, but when you are discussing with consumers and especially gamers, suddenly the input is not the same. Uh, uh -huh. You want precision, you want uh, triggers, uh, you, you need different type of actions. So it was new for us. Uh, of course, you know, at the, at the office, we have something uh, that, is, uh, that is like the, the back of your room here. We have all the headsets. So right. we do what our controllers, <laughs> of course, and uh, right now we part of the team is uh, evaluating the options we have. Okay. But, um, you know, so far uh, we have the hardware on board of links to be compatible with with, with controllers. Uh, okay. Either, you know, okay. I can discuss that later. We, we will discuss this later. Okay, mm. cool. Yeah, great. Cool. Yeah, we'll talk way more about the headset and everything involved later. So this is just like a little beginning. Gary, how about you? How was your last week? Pretty good. Not quite as exciting as Stan's, I think. Um, <laughs> you should have led with me, to be honest, Sebastian, because uh, now I'm going to be a bit of a disappointment. But uh, Me too, uh, me too. Don't worry. <laughs> um, no, the main thing this past week then, I suppose, is Microsoft Flight Simulator, which is, which is exciting uh, yeah. for some people. Um, oh, a lot of people. A lot of people, actually, yeah. Um, so there was a big update that was dropped um, this past week, Sim Update 5. And they do this thing where they have like world updates and then they have Sim updates, these two separate things. So with the world updates, obviously scenery, photogrammetry, um, things like that around the world and, and the map itself. And then you have these Sim updates, which is within the... I hesitate to say game because some people don't consider it a game, but the game itself, um, the performance, and that's exactly what this latest update was primarily um, attacking because it was with the simultaneous launch on the Xbox platform as well. Right. So, exactly. of course, the team were working on optimizations in order to get the performance up on that, and that is translated as well over to the PC. And so I've just been you know, doing some side-by-side -side comparisons um, with Sim Update 4 and Sim Update 5 just to see the difference in performance. It's interesting, and there is a difference for me. Some people were having sort of mixed experiences with mm -hmm. this stuff, and some people are having some crashes and uh, stuff like that. As there always is with any major update with any game, there are sort of teething problems, but they've released a hotfix. Um, I've yet to try that since the hotfix, but I wasn't having too many problems anyway with it. So really, I mean, I've just been experimenting a lot with Microsoft Flight Simulator this past week, because I'm sure Steve... It's a great not, game. 
Yeah, it is. Oh, it's simulation. <laughs> yeah, but but Steve, who's not on the show, he, I think right. he's uh, he's done a few videos on it as well this past week, and um, because of, of course he was bound to uh, really dive into that. Um, but yeah, it's just a, a fantastic, um, it's just a fantastic experience all round. And the fact is, the thing that separates it from the thing that's allowed me to get into it more than anything else is. The fact that you can fly anywhere around the world it is that. It's that USP. It's that unique selling point right? that you can go anywhere in the world, pick a, a location and fly over it. Now, they're not always perfectly rendered or anything like that, depending on where you're going. But the big areas, the huge points of interest are, I mean, they're so detailed. They look yeah, fantastic. They so, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great game. And that's been, that's been my week. How about you? Um, yeah, I, I must also, not also, I must, um, I cannot live up to Stan's week, which is more exciting. <laughs> I think I should also make a headset. That would be more exciting, probably. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, so I have been working on the headset reviews. So I also do written reviews now on my website on mrtv.co. So I have some extra work now since now I have to yeah write all the reviews down. So I'm working on the written review of the Focus um, 3 from from HTC. I'm also written uh, uh, working on the written review of the um, Vario VR3. And uh, that takes a long time because I'm very particular about these written reviews and once I'm ready with them, then I will make the videos now. So my kind of uh, workflow has changed a bit and therefore not many videos this week on the channel, but more the behind the scenes work. Yeah. So also just me sitting in front of the PC <laughs> and writing. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's okay. It's also also good work. And uh, yeah, people can read those reviews now. If you want to check it out, mrtv.co, you will find all my reviews for all the headsets, for all the accessories. And yeah, I hope that everyone enjoys the website. Okay, so now, um, this week, we don't have so many current topics. And therefore, since Stan is now there, I want to talk about some topics that were actually new last week and it's about Facebook unlocking some AR capabilities and uh, yeah for sure Stan you've also been uh, watching and and hearing about these news so um, like we talked about last week already Facebook is now unlocking AR capabilities for developers for the Quest 2 making the Quest 2 which is already available for a very cheap price of $299 and your privacy and data. <laughs> That's what I always say when I talk about this price. Um, but now it's also becoming some kind of a mixed reality headset with that pass-through, with that monochrome pass-through. And people can can play with that. Pass-through is now open for developers and they can draw into reality. Um, yeah, they can change um, uh, how their reality looks with some filters and, yeah, some interesting stuff they can do. And now I would like to ask you, since this is your domain, what do you, what do you think about this move? Do you think that, that Facebook is very big into the mixed reality game as well? Your domain that you want to actually conquer and what are your thoughts in general about, um, yeah, Facebook? How important this is for Facebook, actually? Uh, I think it is very important for them. I think they understand, uh, like we do, and like some other companies do as well, that um, 
the right way to AR right now is video pass-through. Uh, okay. There are no two ways around that. Uh, when you see devices like HoloLens or Magic Leap, which are optical see-through devices, they're, they, they don't have the fidelity, you know, the contrast, the colors, you, you the field of view you, you might have with, uh, with the, the pass-through. And for, you know, video see-through is also much cheaper than uh, optical see-through devices. Uh, when you compare the price of a Quest 2 and a HoloLens, for example. So you can see there is a huge gap, uh, you know, like 10x. Um, and I think we are going to see Facebook, not only Facebook, also other companies bringing new hardware with video color, of course, video pass-through uh, next year and maybe the year after that in the next and 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 i'm very happy you know it's also working for my agenda as well because mm -hmm. i've been saying that for a long time and we're working on that for a long time we 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 know what works we know what doesn't work um and uh i think we are bringing uh, a very compelling device that will kind of look like what you're going to see from our competitors and we just you know, Facebook, they exist for, I mean, Oculus, they exist for eight years now. Uh, Facebook has a huge head start. And I'm not saying we're catching up because they have a huge ecosystem, but on the hardware, at least, we are going to play with the same tools. Um, so it's it, it, it's going to be interesting. With the, um, with the Quest 2 pass through, um, specifically when I look at this, because one of, one of the things, I mean, to me, this is the first step. That's the first thing to say with from Facebook's point of view, because the pass through really isn't adequate on, on the Quest 2 um, in order to get a, a great experience in the kind of pass through that you're offering with the links, you know, that that from what we've seen from the videos and stuff like that. With the, the Facebook pass through, it's, it's, it's monochromatic. It's also very, very low resolution, um, but it's opening up to me, this is almost what, what Apple are doing with the uh, AR on their phones. It's almost like getting developers on board at that stage, getting them on now in an early um, format in order to get the, the content that is going to be required to run these things when they eventually do, do you know, come to fruition. Um, and that's what I'm seeing from Facebook opening this up. To me, in the Quest 2 format, it's not really practical for most use cases, although I think there are specific use cases where it could be interesting in the here and now, but I think it's just a first step for them, getting developers within the ecosystem and starting to experiment with with AR, um, very similar as I mentioned with what Apple are doing with the on their mobile phones at the moment. Um, but yeah, I mean to me it's it's an interesting direction for them to go in, and it's almost an inevitable direction for them to go in as well. As you mentioned, Stan, this is this is something that that so many companies are going to get into over the next few years and if pass through is the first way and the best way in today that we can get this kind of great ar experience then why not pursue that wholeheartedly right i mean gary i know that you are kind of interested in augmented reality and you've been toying with the idea of buying a headset right <laughs> like 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 the unreal for example mm. probably now uh, it's going to be the 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 links yeah well <laughs> I, I go on ebay sometimes and just see how <laughs> really I, like magic leap ones i just want to i want to use a device for a period of time right um and like even there's one on ebay at the moment actually people in the uk can go in, well anyone can go on and see it's a meta you know the meta 2 right yes i know a long no. time ago there's one of those available uh, but yeah I've, I've not really dived in and i 
I think I sort of, I'm, I'm moving over because I've not actually tried a true AR system. And I know that because of the way the waveguards and things like that, the way it has to display, things don't look solid. They don't um, all, all like sync perfectly with the background. Like, they don't really feel like they're part of the real world. Whereas with pass-through AR, it's, yeah. it's, it's better for synchronizing things, for making things more solid, and for giving you the AR experience you probably expect when you hear what what these kinds of things are capable of. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm holding off. I'm not going to purchase any any Magic Leap One or anything at the moment. I'll wait for the Lynx Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It makes sense, I think. So yeah, because like when I looked at at this through the lens video, let me show this again. It 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 just looks so much better than the augmented reality that I can get through, for example, the HoloLens. I also have the HoloLens here. I, I paid it. I bought it. <laughs> it's just like for thousands of euros. And then it doesn't look really good, actually. If, um, Stan, for sure, you have looked through the HoloLens too, right? And it, there's yeah. some, some, it's, uh, some strange rainbow effect. It's, it's not good. It is it's, like, um, it's so, terrible, so actually. What, you know, what we say is uh, it's an HMD, hand-mounted display, HMD. And uh, Hololens, they forget the D. They forget the display. They they, they forget that uh, the color should be right and the okay. you know. Yeah, right, right. So um, this is the, the the footage you're seeing right now is a direct uh, you know GoPro shooting through the lens of of links with with no after effect post processing or stuff like that. Yeah, that's And it early. was a few months ago. We we have much better now. We 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 did some you know tuning on the the colors and. You can see in some part of the video the distortion might be, you know, off by a few pixels, and okay. we we are we are doing even even better right now. And you can see the you know the colors, the opacity of the holograms are are already very very good. And the field of view, you you might not realize that on the on the video, but it's 90 degrees by 90 degrees, which is for AR. I mean, yeah. you know that, but it's right. huge compared to what the other devices are doing. Exactly, and for the tracking, it also looks good. Like this, the stuff stays exactly where it's supposed to stay. It looks yeah. looks good. So we we calibrate we calibrate the headset with a, a robot arm for the six dof, where we align the two six dof cameras and the IMU, uh, and uh, the yeah the the, the tracking is, um, is is using very low level uh, hardware on the Qualcomm chipset, um, and uh, we we yeah I'm very happy with the with the algorithm that are running on the on the headset now. Right. The, um, the, the other interesting thing with pass-through AR um, is the fact that some stuff that I've heard many times before is the black levels in, um, you know, transparent um, AR, uh, AR glasses and that kind of stuff, you can't really get any, you can't replicate black, it just isn't possible. So the black is of your base level is within the background of whatever you have, um, of you looking through these transparent lenses. So that's the other advantage of, of pass-through. You can yeah. create true blacks, true shadows, and true, you know, exactly. all these true colors. Um, these are some of the things that you just don't understand. It's like using a, a, a Magic Leap one or a hollow lens out on a bright sunny day. It's impossible. You can't do it because it's you just it just can't emit enough light to have any impact on these digital objects that it's overlaying on the real world. Again, pass through can can um, adapt to that really much better. Yeah, Agreed. exactly. You know, it's it's uh, it's free for us to project uh, black uh, <clears throat> on our display like shadows. There is another footage of links that we released. Uh, a few days ago that uh, we are showing like real-time shadows on the ground and 
you you just cannot do that with other headsets. You know, Showing I'm it right people, now. It's not like software. It's it's physics. You know, like yeah. you cannot you cannot project black on on a on a device like Hololens or Magic Leap or Unreal uh, devices. Um, and you can try all the way you want. And for us, it's you know it's by default. It's it's looks you know it's like what you see on your mobile phone when you play on Pokemon Go, except that here you know it's it's so much more immersive. Mm -hmm. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, but now we actually got lost a, a, a bit because we like to talk <laughs> about your headset. We were actually talking about Facebook. So Facebook also seems to see mixed reality as something important for them. Uh, they would yep. not introduce it now in the Quest 2 if it wasn't important to them, right? So um, what do you think um, for, for Facebook, how important is this mixed reality and augmented reality going to be for, for, for the future Quest headsets? I I think it's it won't be a surprise if we see RGB pass through you know color pass through in the next quest. Okay. Um, you know I don't I don't exactly know what they are doing, but I know what they don't want for the ecosystem. They don't want any other player. Uh, in, general. in general. In general, yeah. They just don't like other people, right? Um, they, they they tend to hire everybody. You know, they, they have these ten thousand people. Uh, FRL uh, lab, uh, Facebook reality lab. Uh, they, you know, Facebook, uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg just said, you know, VR is my thing and boom, here are some billion dollars. So they are pouring billions into this field and they just don't want to, to have another player use their investment to educate people for another headset. So they want to, to stay at the top, but not only at the top, they want to be the only one. And today they are the only one. Can you can you tell, can you buy another headset for the same price as the Quest with all that content, all that features? I don't think so. And, no. um, right. And, 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 and MR will be the same field. It will be the same battlefield that they've done with, uh, with VR. Uh, and it starts with pass-through and maybe in the future it will be optical see-through like a pair of glass but uh nothing changes for me they, they just want to 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 kill everyone okay um, and 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 you know what you said was true uh, when you said your that your data and your privacy um I, I tell that to people you know like you didn't buy a facebook headset facebook bought you yeah. it's the other way around and and we have to explain that to people that's what i always do here like to 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 make people understand what's going on, right? It's not like uh, I want to tell them no, don't buy the thing. I just want to, like, um, give them the knowledge to understand what's actually happening, right? That actually uh, Facebook is going to make lots of money from the data that they get from your headset or where you look at for the Quest Three. Yeah. If it has if it has eye tracking, right? They will make so much money just by allowing advertisers to know where people look at. This kind of information is like so worth so much money and advertisers normally pay lots for this kind of data. Yeah. But, but Stan, I want to ask you, what's going to happen if uh, Mr. Zuckerberg is going to say to you, Stan, I love your drive. I love what you've been doing. Your Kickstarter has been amazing. You know what? I'm going to buy your company, including the links, for $500 million. Um, 
<laughs> you know, uh, I'm now I'm, we're talking, I'm 20, right? <laughs> I'm 27. I'm not doing that for the money. My team has the same opinion. Uh, we we, especially from Facebook, we just won't care if if we were working to you know to sell to Facebook. Uh, we would have taken offers a long time ago, and you know my team will be gone. They would be hired by Facebook already. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we all the big players they, they they discuss with us at some point. You know, I, I can't tell any names here, but the ecosystem is small enough that everyone knows everyone here, and um, and yeah, I, I don't see a future where we would be part of Facebook. Uh, I, I want to sleep at night. You know, yeah, um, this is the same here with the channel. Exactly. Yeah, I, lo I love that feeling. <laughs> um, and, and um, um, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, I think uh, it was spinned off by the press uh, a few days ago. He, he said something like people uh, will not see us as a social media company, but more like right. a VR Met company, a metaverse, metaverse company, yeah. metaverse. metaverse company. And, and that's 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 false. It's, it's not a social media company. It's not a metaverse company. It's an ad company. Right. That's, that, that, there's no two ways around it again. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, man, that's, that's great. Uh, for sure, when uh, sometime in the future there actually is an offer, probably you guys will think again about it. But I, I really like yeah, what you stand for. And um, yeah, I hope you will see it through. But, uh, trust me, trust me. Okay, okay. Facebook is, is just a no-go for us. Okay, right. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I trust you. You know, I, I love that um, the French stubbornness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. What is really. that? No, no, if you, you have... Um, um, what is that? It means like um, you, you, you want something or you, you stand for something and then you will fight for it. Yeah, that's that's what I think. It's like the I, I don't know if I would call it the French stubbornness, but um, I've seen it with, with French people. I mean, I'm I'm fortunate enough to work on something I I love and I created. I'm I have a very good salary. I I don't need billions of dollars right now in my life. So it's 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 yeah, not it can come later. It's okay. You're still young. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah it's, I, I just want to ship this device and see people use it and enjoy okay. that and, 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 you know, love the product. Okay, wow. That, this is a huge drive, you know. Yeah, I know. I believe you. I think it must be fantastic once people use the thing that you've been working on for the last couple of years. It must be magical, I think. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. And it's going to happen very soon. And so, we are seeing that with the prototypes and it's, it's already happening. <laughs> Okay. Like okay. you mentioned as well, it's it's a risk. So you're putting things on the line as well in order to get this product out there. So that speaks a lot um, towards what you were saying as well. This isn't something where you're just thinking, I can, uh, you know, I'm going to, it's almost like putting all your eggs in one basket. You're, you're, you're putting yourself forwards with this product, product that you believe in and then um, giving it out to a consumer um, in a consumer way. And that speaks volumes, I think, by putting everything on the line with this one product and that you truly believe in. And, you know, that speaks louder than, than uh, selling up to other people anyway, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so. I'm sure people understand. And, uh, you know, we need, we need a, a, like a European emerging MR company. You know, Europe failed 
at everything else in the consumer <laughs> electronics uh, uh, almost uh, you know, really uh, i mean in can you name a successful uh, smartphone from europe you have to think you see just yeah. the fact that you have to yeah, think yeah right about right it. i can well, I, I can remember there were some from france like alcatel and uh, oh. right yeah, that's long. That's a long time ago. I I know. And in Germany, we had some too, but they are gone now. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, well, sure. You know, I'm explaining to people, you know, <laughs> in the government or in, in Europe, you know, um, we we have to put money on the line for MR, you know, for AR and VR today. Because Agreed. We are going to wake up in five years, and we will want to have the 35 grams glasses like we will see on the market yeah. somehow. But if we didn't start to, to design and to manufacture like the big bricks we're still doing today, you won't catch up for the glasses in five years. You won't catch up for the mass market. You're and, right. And, we have to stop now. It's catching up and, and they say, OK, we missed almost everything else, the search engine, the smartphone, uh, even the computers. You know, let's let's try that. And, and this is why I'm still not in the US, even though we have a lot of partners there like, like Qualcomm and NVIDIA and all that. Um, but there is room for someone in Europe to build something that is on par with the hardware of, of the US or Asia. Right. I agree. I, I like your thinking and uh, totally agree that we have to start somewhere now or we will lose touch with, with Facebook for sure. Yeah, cool, cool. So, you know, there's lots of people who don't yet understand what AR will do for us and what AR is going to become. So could you please um, give us the vision for the AR future, let's say in five to 10 years, in, in, this, in this area of time, or let's say in 10 years. In 10 years, what do you think will AR do for us? How is it going to change our lives? And what is our normal day flow going to be with these AR glasses? Paint us this this picture of the of the future and um, make us understand why AR is going to be so big. So, I, I can start with what AR won't do. So AR will not replace your smartphone. It will not replace your laptop. Just like the smartphone did not replace the laptop, and the laptop didn't replace the desktop. We still have all these things around us. But it will be a new, it, it is a new man-machine interface. It is a new way to input stuff from a computer and, and uh, get some output in a new visual way. And, and, you know, today it's certainly visual, but it will be on uh, other, it will check other sensors, as, uh, you know, sensory input as well. Uh, and I think in five to 10 years, uh, we are, we might wear some stuff on our head, but they won't look like glasses. Uh, you know, I, I don't wear glasses. I, I, I don't need traditional glasses. I don't want to wear them. Uh, it, it would be, you know, even traditional glasses, it will be too much for me. I don't want them. And now you have to explain to me, oh, you have to charge them. Uh, you, have, <laughs> you, you have to clean them or be careful of the camera here. It is not going but to look they, but they, But they will give you superpowers. You know, they, 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 the, the social aspect of this stuff is going to be crucial and it will be done with uh, first the luxury brands and then the fashion brands because the, the tech guys, we cannot figure this out. It is, it is a, a lost battle. 
the, the mistake we uh, a lot of big companies, I, I think, this is my opinion, are doing today is they are chasing this future where the glasses okay. in the form okay. factor you already know will be will, will incorporate the electronics and the displays. Um, and, and, and they are doing this insane challenge of engineering to fit everything inside of something that people don't want to wear. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, there is this stuff with uh, Ray-Ban and, and Facebook. I just wanted to talk about it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and this is this is a much better step because the guys at Ray-Ban, I hope they will say we can do traditional glasses with that. We have we have to think about something else, something more fashion, like a different kind of form factor. Maybe it won't even be called glasses, but it will certainly be light. It will be balanced on the head. I hope so. Um, and it will give you superpowers, but don't be mistaken. I'm not sure it would be the, the glasses we all imagine today. We imagine that because this is what we know already. But we, you, you, you have to think about something different. You know? Okay, but but uh, what is it? What is it going to be like in ten years? What, what will I use these glasses for? Let's say I, I am a glasses wearer, so I think in ten years there will be some kind of augmentation going on in these glasses. Actually, these already do augment audio. Yeah, yeah. These are already some other glasses. So what do you think? Um, why should we be excited for, for augmented reality? What is really going to happen when I go out of my house in 10 years? What will I see in your opinion? So I think you will see an ear a lot. I think that the audio part of the, of the, okay. the AR experience is going to, to be uh, present with your personal you know, AI assistant that knows you well and all that, that reads all the biometric from your watch or in your glasses. And you, you know, with eye tracking, you pretty much have everything from, from someone. Right. Um, so, so you, you, you will, I think we'll use more and more stuff like Siri or Alexa than, than today with this kind of stuff and talking to yourself in the street might seem even more normal uh, <laughs> at this, at this uh, time. Okay, uh, but the, the the visual you're going to see, I think, will be not as much as images, but symbology, like you know, like uh, okay. letters and lines, rather than full color images, like mm -hmm. the immersion we know in in, in VR and, and and pass through today, uh, like you know, like notification. Um, mm -hmm. I, I I think it's going this way. You know, like you wake up, you have your glasses. They tell you the weather and what to what what kind of clothes to pick in your in your cupboard to to get dressed. Uh, there there are some study mark uh, market you know market studies that are done, and the more mature ecosystem to receive AR glasses is China actually. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the the Asian market is much more uh, mature than you know what we expect as a European maybe. Um, you know when we describe this future, it's hard to believe, but. Uh, some people are already expecting this kind of experiences. Um, but this, I, is, this is for the you know glasses, light, uh, on edge uh, kind of devices, um, and and but in the future, just to finish on that, I think you will see more. I think even in ten years, pass through headsets uh, in businesses, in a lot of uh, in a lot of jobs, really like uh, okay. you know, your doctor, your. Uh, the training of soldiers and industrial uh, use. Yeah, this is going to be very common. I I really hope you're wrong, Stan, <laughs> um, because I want these AR glasses. I want them. And I guess that's a selfish reason for me wanting you to be wrong. But I, I, I do want these AR glasses. And I believe, I mean, I think you've got 
some really solid points there. And I've spoke to my brother about this, actually, and I've, I've, I've described these future AR glasses that could potentially look like real, you know, standard glasses that we have today. I know the technology is very difficult to ever get into that form factor anyway, but I've described the dream of what they could be to my brother. And he said he still wouldn't buy them because he doesn't want to wear glasses um, yeah. all the time. And I think that is a barrier to overcome. However, there is this argument as well to say something along the lines of, I don't want to carry a black brick in my pocket all the time. But because it has all of this functionality, the functionality of a phone just elevates it to the point where you don't mind the inconvenience of carrying it around. And it's not really that much of an inconvenience. So it doesn't have to overcome that much. I'll give you that. But I think that if you get a pair of AR glasses, which has all this functionality, and I agree with some of your points with regards to, like, I, I believe that like first generations of these glasses or, or first two, three generations could potentially be what you're describing as notification-based type uh, head, headwear, really. Um, like probably what Facebook is working on, probably what the first generation of Apple, uh, if they ever do their, their glass thing, will be notification-based, the watch, in glasses format and it will be that i don't think we're going to get all of these digital wonder wonders that are popping up everywhere as we walk down the streets or anything like that but i hope that will come that's what i would love to happen and i you know you're you're far more invested in this technology than me you know far more about the technology than me and the path that it's going on so i can sort of reserve judgment on that it's just really what i want i guess that's what i'm describing here <laughs> Gary, I think it's going to happen at one point in time. It really depends on the time. Probably not in five years, too early, right? Exactly agree with Stan, probably just some notifications. But yeah, 10 years down the line, I'm pretty sure that our world is augmented. And especially advertisements. I'm just thinking about it. I'm going out and I've described it uh, here quite a few times on the podcast. And we have to choose which AR layer are we using? Are we using the AR layer from Facebook, Google, or from links, perhaps? And they will give us different kind of, um, yeah, superpowers. Like um, I see a car, and I don't know what model it is. And then I say, okay, what, what model is it? And then boom, it pops up. This is the Tesla Model Y. And then I can directly, yeah, yeah pre-order it by clicking into the air or... Uh, I, I see some something, some I don't know some some products in some shop. If I if there's still normal shops, and I just want to have like a, uh, a price comparison. Okay, now what I do, I, I get my phone out. I I have to go to the website that has this functionality and all this stuff, right? But then I just look at it and I say, okay, best price, and boom, it pops up, and I can directly order it. That's how I envision that AR future, just giving us some superpowers, just saving us these precious seconds <laughs> of getting that phone out. So in my opinion, it, it is going to take away quite some functionality of the phone and giving us better functionality of the phone. Don't you think so, Stan? Um, about the last use case you mentioned, there are many ways to do AR, and, and, and a few of them are... Um, not wearing something on your head, not glasses, mm -hmm. no headset. When you okay. go in front of that shop, it, the, the, the technology of the glass of the shop will be the same as the HoloLens glass. So, uh, you, okay. see, you know, directly when you're from the street, the, the, the shop can use like cameras at the top to, to, to do some eye tracking and face recognition and say, oh, you went yeah. in front of the shop yesterday, but today on this watch, there is a, a promotion just for you. 
Right. And, and this is also part of our future. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that's that's as scary as what you mentioned. Yeah. yeah, right, right. It's it's going to happen for sure. Okay, so yeah, Facebook is also working on that for sure. And um, yeah, let's see how everything plays out. The next the next little topic I want to ask your opinion about, um, Stan, is that Facebook is now adopting the OpenXR standard. Uh, what do you think about this news, that, that Facebook also now is supporting it? Um, pro obviously, it's good, I would say, right? And, but but w what do you think are the reasons for that happening? I mean, I think it's amazing. Uh, you know, uh, the Oculus team was the first to draft the OpenXR proposal a few okay. years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's not only Oculus, but all the ecosystem is moving uh, towards OpenXR. And, and this is really great, especially for a small player like us, because um, the, the OpenXR runtime will allow developers to port their experiences to other devices much more easily. And, and uh, on the hardware side, they are going to benefit from uh, uh, everything, you know, like all the particularities of the uh, hardware much more easily. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm, I'm really excited that Oculus is, is moving to OpenXR because we are also moving to OpenXR. It's going to ship in Q4 uh, to, with our team uh, for, for links. We're working already on, on, on the runtime. Um, so yeah, I, you know, there is also Unity, Unreal. Um, everyone will, will support OpenXR runtime. Uh, so it's, uh, it's great. It's like... Uh, you know, kind of the beginning of the World Wide Web, where we start to have a standard and everyone can talk to everyone. So right now it's on the developer level, but, you know, in the, in the future, it's going, I hope it's going to, to, to be even more than that. Okay. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. So, yeah, just like you said, because the the games or all the apps they will work on all headsets it's perfect for little smaller players like you right because there will be content automatically so yeah that's something to look forward to but 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 still it depends on the hardware right in some headsets there's an xr2 or some pc vr headsets they have more power so it's not like okay automatically if it yeah. supports OpenXR, like all the headsets will play it no you still need to look at how many polygons are being rendered right exactly exactly and 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 the, the hardware the OpenXR runtime will help you you know to, to, to ah, show okay. you like, oh you can you can use that kind of power on, on on this hardware you have like to downgrade or upgrade your your renderings uh, if you're a, a developer. And what's cool, you know, with OpenXR is that um, the Valve team at Steam VR is, is working on uh, OpenXR. We, we've been discussing with them, you know, to have links compatible with your Steam Steam VR games. Um, and and with OpenXR, it, it will be very easy to integrate a, a connection between the Steam VR client and and, uh, and an OpenXR compliant headset like links. Okay. It, the, the other thing, because Oculus have, of course, they've, they've supported OpenXR for a while. I think that the fact with what this news story is basically saying now is what's come out is that they are now prioritizing it, which is, right, I mean, right. that's the huge thing, really. So some of these new features that they are developing will be will be prioritized for OpenXR, which is the, the, the huge thing here. And, you know, that makes, there's a couple of things this week, and um, I don't know, 
we, we'll probably get on to another thing that we'll discuss. But there's a couple of things that have actually impressed me a lot with uh, what Facebook are doing. And this is this is one of them. That prioritizing is a huge thing for me. And th- there's another thing as well, which I want to get to, uh, which we touched on with the metaverse stuff. Um, there's just a couple of things. Now, I just want to give credit where it's due with Facebook, because we have to understand as well to a certain extent with what they are saying they're trying to say the right things to pleasers but with this open xr story it's hard fact they're prioritizing mm-hmm. it and that's that's great news yeah, agree that that is really something that we all think is good and yeah good to hear that also some some, some positive news are coming out of it and i'm, I'm i just want to, to do a shootout to the to the oculus team at facebook yeah. uh the, the product and the r d teams um I really admire them. They're doing an amazing job. You know, the, I might not agree with, with Facebook, you know, the umbrella company and the policies, but the, the people, uh, you know, building the product, uh, they, they really are some of the best. Yeah. I totally agree to that. And um, yeah, like the same for me. Like I'm, I'm very critical about the policies, right? The, the forced Facebook login and all the stuff that comes with this. But the hardware itself and the engineering of the Quest 2 is fantastic. And I, I really like the device. And I would love the device if it wasn't for those privacy issues. But um, yeah, I totally agree with you, Stan. Okay. But now, actually, let's start to talk about this here. <laughs> let's start to talk about your baby, the Lynx. And um, yeah, let's 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 really deep dive into what it is. So, how long have you been working on this? And uh, too long. yeah, <laughs> yeah. How long? Tell us how how long. Um, From yeah, two years now. So so yeah, two years would be the the the, the time where we started doing something very serious about this product. Yeah. Okay, so two years. And actually, it was meant for enterprise customers. So yeah. for that original use case, tell us more about the original use case. Why do companies need this? And is that something that they are supposed to use instead of a HoloLens 2, for example? Yeah, so at the time, you know, we, we, I pitched the headset as being uh, better than HoloLens 2 uh, or even HoloLens 1 uh, at, the t- at the time. Uh, I'm not saying it's not difficult, but uh, it was certainly achievable with the kind of pass-through we were using. Um, as I told you, the field of view, the colors, the contrast, the immersion is just much better than uh, the HoloLens or Magic Leap. Um, you know, the field of view, as I told you, is 90 degrees by 90 degrees. It's, you know, 52 degrees for HoloLens 2. Um, it's not much more for Magic Leap. Um, so we, we, we gain in field of view, uh, we pitch that more as an AR device than, you know, a VR and AR device. We, we emphasize more on the AR stuff and the hand tracking and, 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 and this kind of use case for enterprise where you want to train yourself to do, to do something. If you're a, you know, a doctor or, um, an industrial person, uh, getting trained to, you know, to fix, uh, an engine, for example, uh, or if you you want to be trained as a, as a military uh, personnel. Uh, okay. So those were the, the, the first use case. Uh, the, I think the biggest one were uh, training, any kind of professional training. And you see, I still believe that, that in, you know, in, in the near future, it will be very common. You want to learn a new job, 
you put a headset on your head and you're either in VR or AR. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So um, when you first told the world about it, I think I think there was were news on uh, on Road to VR, for example, and others. Mm -hmm. So um, what happened? Did uh, companies approach you? Did they want to buy it directly? Did you make some um, demos for them? Uh, tell us about about that time. There was like I, I guess it was like um, nine months ago or something, or a year or something like this. It was like, a, a year and a half ago. Okay. Wow. A year and a half ago already. Okay. So February 2020. Yeah, uh, which now feels like 10 years ago. We've got <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. So we we did the announcement in February, okay, and then in March the world stopped. Right. So we took we, we couldn't make as much demos as we wanted. We couldn't start manufacturing the headset because you know like everyone panicked. Uh, but we took that time with the team to redesign the headset and to 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 make it even better. Um, so, so when you look at the first images of links on, on the internet, it's not looking like what it is today. It's, it was a, a little bit bigger, uh, a more, you know, more cumbersome, a more clunky. Uh, right now, it's a very polished. We took, uh, we took the time necessary to, to, to have something very professional. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of companies wanted to, to order the device. But at the time, we could not take orders, only pre-orders. And when you're a company, you don't do pre-orders, right? It's it's not very common. You wait for something real to ship. So it was it was very difficult to get the product out the out of the door because people were not ready to buy it before they you know they, they can be sure to to demo it in the company and all that. So uh, that was a that was a bit hard for us to be honest. It was hard because we couldn't show traction to investors right. and shareholders. Um, so we had we had like thousands of people. Oh, I really want to buy that, but I cannot because you know you're a new company. You're doing pre-orders, and we want to make just orders. So we are going to wait for you to ship the headset. Okay. But for us to ship the headset, it's a few million dollars that we didn't have at the time. So it was you know it it, it was spiral, spiraling in a in a bad way. Um, and, and, and so I, I tried to get some uh, more uh, investors beginning of 2021. Uh, so I went to the US a few months ago to, to, you know, to pitch investors, to meet people in, in, in the space as well, uh, some partners and all that. Uh, and, uh, and because of that lack of traction, it did not go really well, uh, as well as its intended. So I did not got I didn't get any good deals from from that from that period, and I think one of my mistakes also was to um, to demo a product that was not a hundred percent finished. So the experience was not as great as what the device really really brings on the table. Um, and when I got back from the U.S. Um, two months ago, it was at the time that beginning of June. Facebook say, oh, hey, hi, guys, oh, guess what? Now there are, you, you have to log in with Facebook and now there are going to be some ads in the headsets as well. And right, I was, yes. you know, yeah. I was kind of fed up because uh, the other guys in the in the game, they are playing with billions of dollars they are getting from, you know, mostly advertisement and, and, and you know, um, getting getting your privacy, uh, you know, uh, in a, in a bad way, and uh, and I, I couldn't get any financing. You know, a European company, a French company, doing hardware in AR, where a lot of investors lost money in the in the last years, especially with Magic Leap. You know the story. Yeah, So it right. was hard, and I say, well, 
you know what? Let's 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 shift everything. Let's go directly to consumer. We we only wanted to go to consumer in two years, but you know what? Let's go. I think the product can can be a killer for the the consumer market. We're going to tweak one or two things. You know, like the controller might be one, but we have something there. We have something there. We're proud of that. Let's show it to the most people we can and and make it affordable. And 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 here we are. Okay. Wow, that, very that, that's what like a very fast track. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. We're going to go more into detail. But you know, first of all, um, I want to know about the lenses. Right? The lenses, they are nothing that I've ever seen before. And yeah, you you're showing it here to us. It's completely crazy. <laughs> the crazy that's lenses. That's all the it's, money in AR, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This is it looks like a like a diamond, like a raw diamond. So um tell us a bit more about it. I I I heard the story. It's 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 it has something to do that you want to have like a camera in the lens looking at the eye. Is it correct? So th there are a few. Uh, so when you are look, looking at optics in uh, HMDs, it's only a story of trade-offs. It's it's okay. You know you you have this matrix of all the features you want, and you have to compromise. You want uh, like field of view or eye relief or all that. And, and you can't check all the boxes. So the advantages of this lens, I can I can tell you some of them. The first one was when we, we intend to have eye tracking in the headset. And we, we removed eye tracking for the consumer version because it would have been too expensive. Okay. But the lens, the lens is like this, and your your eyes is looking in that direction, and the display is here. Uh -huh. And inside the lens, we could put here a tiny camera that would look directly at your eye and you would not see that camera um, uh, be because it's looking at your eye through a micro lens at the center of the of the lens. Maybe maybe if I zoom, you can see maybe the lens, the, the tiny micro lens at the center. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's really very small, but there, you can fit a camera uh, behind that with another lens. Um, so we, we we wanted to have the best view for eye tracking. So that was one point. But the the more important point was with this this lens, you can have a much more compact headset. And ah, why okay. do you want a compact headset? You want a compact headset for the weight, of course. Uh, but when you're doing pass through, and and this is something the Quest is, is uh, still lacking. When you when you're doing pass through, you want the camera of the pass through to be as close as your eye as possible to diminish the parallax, especially in the rotation of your head. If okay. you have two cameras here and you're moving your, your head, the, the, the camera speed is just not the same and the projection of the image won't look very good. And you can mm -hmm. see on the image here, the way we filmed the, the, this footage, uh, we left the left part of the image. This is the direct view of your peripheral vision. And you can see that the transition between what's virtual at the center and the, the left part of the image is almost perfect. Yeah, that's it's phenomenal, easy. really. Yeah, uh, I mean, we, we put a lot of effort in the reprojection and, and, and the way, uh, you know, how we align the camera and all that, and, and the optics of the camera itself to have this result. Um, and and, and, and we, when, when you have bigger headsets like the Quest of the Var or the Vario, they will not open the peripheral vision. And I can tell mm -hmm. you why, because the headsets are too bulky and the cameras are too far apart. 
So you cannot have close-up objects like that that will look like you, they're being seen with your eyes without any shift in translation. So the lens are used for the, for the small headset and they are also used for the resolution. Um, the way this lens works, it's folding the light uh, with mirrors. And you can see uh, there are four parts of the lens. Like you can distinctly see four quadrants, okay? Right. Right. And on the LCD of our HMD, we are displaying almost four times the same image with a specific shader. You know, it doesn't have any latency. It's like a reprojection. Uh, and the, the four images are combined in the lens to form only one. And at the center of the image and along the axis, we are doing something called pixel interlacing. So you have two times or four times the same pixel information form into one point. So you, you, your eye believes that there is more information than there really is rendered on the display. Uh, so it's this is also why the image, the footage looks so good, even though the resolution is only 1600 by 1600, which is not like 4K by 4K, you know. Um, it sounds almost like a, a similar kind of process to like soup sampling in a way, in a, in a, in a strange way, um, from what you're describing there, where you're getting the, these four separate images and, and interlacing them as you, as you put it together. It's almost like that adds the information, the, the perceived information anyway, and gives you a, a higher resolution. One of, one of the questions we were, asked, we were getting asked earlier on quite a lot, actually, is what is the, what is the actual resolution, both the cameras um, and the display itself? So you're, you're asking about the resolution of the camera and the display, right? Yes, yeah. So the display is 1600 by 1600, and the camera is also 1600 by 1600. And they are both synchronized, so you know, for the latency and all that. But the, the lens, you know, with 90 degrees, you can calculate the pixel per degree. So you, so 1600 divided by uh, 90, uh, and 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 you can augment that a little at the center of the image with the with the, you know, pixel interlacing we mm -hmm. we are doing in this area. It's a small cone where your your fovea needs more information than the rest of your uh, visual uh, system. Uh, so I guess the PPD, the pixel per degree, is uh, 17, but a bit more at the center. Um, okay. Like it's 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 at 18, and it can it can go up to 20. Okay. Which is you know it's not it's not your the resolution of your eye, which is uh, at the center between 15 between 50 and 60 uh, pixel per degree, which is very high. Yeah. Um, the Vario headset can do that, for example, with all the, the power they, they they need to to compute all that. Um, but, you know, I'm not telling you too much, but we are already, we already have on the table links version two and, uh, <laughs> the, the progress of the displays and the lenses are honestly amazing. So I'm sure you will enjoy uh, links version one with the Kickstarter coming, coming up. And, uh, and it's a great way to support us and continue the work to a version two and a version three. Just, just quickly on this specific, sorry, Sebastian, just quickly before we move on, because this is another question. I think you mentioned this in your live stream anyway, but you have a 90 hertz display and the cameras also run at 90 hertz. Is that correct? So yep. they're basically one-to-one -one anyway uh, with yep. the information they're getting and passing yeah. through. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to confirm that as well. Okay, cool. Uh, we have some more questions from our audience here. Sampler, Sampler 19. Hello, Sampler. Um, will there be ghosting in the area of overlapping pixels or some kind of similar effect? 
No, no, no. The, the, there is no ghosting. Uh, the, there won't be any any smear smearing as well uh, in the image or or speckles. No, we we're not saying that. You can analyze frame by frame the footage on on, on YouTube if you want. Uh, mm -hmm. We are going to release more and more footage, see directly through the lens and on the rendered on the display. Um, no, and, and, and you know, not a lot of uh, headset manufacturers are doing that because some of them are maybe ashamed of uh, the, the final renders, but uh, we, we will show uh, everything to you because with COVID, the trade show are closed and no, you know, we can't you know, let, let you experience the device uh, like at CES or, or the, the places we wanted to go this year. So don't worry, uh, maybe, maybe Carl Kutag will analyze that on his blog. Uh, Maybe some experts we will dive in, but I'm not saying that today. Okay, great. Um, I have more questions about the lenses because they are so special. Um, do we have something like um, God rays that the Fresnel lenses are plagued with? I suppose not, because it looks like very clear through look through lenses. No. So no, okay. Uh, so so you might when you're using the headset. Uh, in AR uh, mode, like you know, without the, the the VR cover, you might see, and you can see that in the in the YouTube video, you you can see some reflection of of the light, like the the light that, that you might have in the room or or the sun, but it's it's very minor. It shouldn't uh, it shouldn't be too disturbing for you. But those are not God rays. Um, okay. There will be less reflections because you know, in front of the lens here is a GoPro. And the GoPro is much smaller than your head. Your head right. will block a lot of the light coming, uh, coming from the sides. Okay. Just, just quickly as well, just to clear this up, because this is a question that we get asked all the time whenever somebody talks about the Lynx headset. When it's in VR mode, you have this, this extra interface, don't you? This facial interface that attaches onto it. So there's no yeah. light bleed when you're in VR mode at all. So there are like, uh, I think like 20 magnets in, in, in the Lynx uh, R1, and a few of them are to be used with the when you want to put the VR foam, the VR pad uh, on your head, I showed that. I don't have it here in, in, in my home, but uh, on my last stream on our YouTube channel, I, I showed that at the office that uh, we, will, we will, of course, uh, provide a VR foam when you want to use the headset in immersive uh, mode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. Um, yeah, then it has IPD adjustment. And what I found yes. interesting is it's not just simple IPD adjustment where the lenses move in the same way. You can adjust the right independently from the left, right? Because not yes. everyone has exactly the perfect um, yeah, eye yeah. distance, right? So I think that is, that is a cool thing to, that you thought about it. Yeah, th thank you. We, we do not cover... 100% of the population because no one will ever do that. But we, you know, we, we were able to desynchronize the, the lens IPD movement and the range is uh, 56 millimeters to 72, which is also not okay. the full range of the population, but it's 95%, which is, you know, good enough. Okay. One, one, of, the thing, one of the things you were mentioning um, about the placement of the cameras being important in order to, to provide this, this pass-through. You were talking about the depth of the headset there. Um, so these, these are very close um, to keep them as close to the position of your eye as possible. Now, how important is it based on like your research, I would, would imagine, on when you adjust these IPD, so you get from the extremes of one IPD to the other IPD, how important is the camera placement to get a good experience and can that be corrected 
through software to so match your position of the eye? It's 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 only corrected by software, and uh, that's a good question. You you can ask, you know, like why isn't the RGB camera not moving when you move the lens? Uh, we had a version of Lynx that that moved everything, you know, with the, wow. with the, the camera, yeah. but we, we we couldn't perceive any difference. So we, okay, we removed that mechanical part, and and we are only doing some uh, reprojection of the you know of the divergence uh, thing, like the horizontal uh, shift. Yeah. Okay. And uh, in the future, I'm not saying too much here again, but the ideal placement of the camera would be directly, you know, the virtual plane of the of the you know the optical plane of the camera should be at the same distance as where your eye is, and we should are, be we are, in your eyes. Yeah. So <laughs> you should implant it in your eyes. Yeah. It's virtually <laughs> in your eye, and you know we are we are already you know with mirrors you can you can fold the light path. And and you know right. there are some stuff that that need to be tried, you know. And so you can uh, trick it into basically being thinking it's it's like at the position yeah. of where your eye is by using mirrors and stuff. Yeah, so that that would be the wow. that would be the, the best you know the best placement because you would not have any parallax at all. Yeah, uh, and there are some ways to to do that, and we are we are trying everything. We want to evaluate everything, and if it's worth it, then we will invest in that and and in this this kind of uh, solutions. There is also, you know, the the focus of the camera. Uh, you know, like you can use like, uh, um, you know, when your your camera is changing a depth, like your like uh, an eye. Right now, the the focus of our camera is fixed, so everything is is clear, which is not how your eye is functioning. Of course. But we already have a, a cool stuff that is working. You know, with uh, liquid optics, uh, where uh, you put like a an electrical current in, in the in in between like two different uh, liquids, and it will it will change the focus very fast of the camera. Uh, so there are, there are stuff that needs absolutely to be fascinating. Yeah. Were were Oculus working on something like that one time in the past, or yeah, everyone work on that. <laughs> yeah, because that then they because they 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 had this other idea as well. I think where in order to get the the variable. Um, sort of distance the, the focal planes they had this other thing of passing in order to get the the thickness of the headset down they had a, a different thing i can't, I can't remember very it focused it that, display or yeah it was it was on that was it the half moon prototype that they did they probably yeah. made it uh, now. so, yeah. so that, that was using a, a liquid crystals uh, liquid li liquid crystals uh six different planes of liquid, liquid yeah crystals. that's yeah that sounds and, right uh, yeah yeah, uh, you know, that was like R&D. I'm not sure it can fit in a product, but uh, no. it's definitely interesting. Um, and uh, yeah, there is also, you know, op uh, pancake uh, lenses. Uh, we, 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 have, uh, we have some of the, at the office that we're testing. Um, yeah, there are like tons of ways to do VR <laughs> and AR. And, you know, it's we try, a trade -off, yeah. try to pick the right ones. Yeah, they, some people are mentioning Lightfield. That's not what I was thinking of, but Lightfield's another thing that, that people are really interested in at the moment in terms of like capture um, of Lightfields, but also Lightfield displays that we've seen recently as well. And all the, yeah, it's all interesting stuff, isn't it? We've got, we could get into all of that, I suppose, but uh, we should move yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Now. But you know what? I'm still so fascinated by those lenses and that actually Stan's team chose them because it's so different. And well, you know, Stan, what I want to know, what I want to find out, who came up with this idea and how was this meeting when somebody um, said, you know, Stan, 
we could make this kind of shape of lenses. What do you think? <laughs> Tell us a bit about this this moment and your um, your decision making process to say, yep, that sounds like a good idea. Because I think like making these kind of new lenses, which are not standard. Well, I, I think they are not standard. Right? I don't know about other applications of this. Yeah. It must be very expensive to get those lenses done, right? The, to to make the machines to cut the lenses from glass yeah. or whatever. Tell us about this moment. So um, it's uh, it's with um, so the lens. It's so the the optical block is is designed by by us at Lynx. Uh, I have two people working on that almost full time. Um, and uh, but the lens itself, the, this object uh, <laughs> is designed by a Spanish company. Uh, so we are a French company, and we are working with uh, Spanish companies to to do the optical design of, of this lens. And I met them at a show uh, in San Francisco in 2019. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I, I, I people doing AR and VR, like making the HMD, is a very small family. Everyone knows everyone. And uh, I was, uh, I was, you know, getting new to this game, and I was meeting these scientist people and the, the, these very specialized companies. And this Spanish company is called Limbak, L-I-M-B-A-K, and their their product, their optical engineers designing high performance VR optics, mm -hmm. and they had this new lens architecture that look looks like this kind of lens. It, it's not exactly the same. And they made me try it, and, and, and the way they made me try it was like 30 seconds demo, you know, the killer demo, where they put a smartphone and two of the, two of the lenses on it, and they put it in front of my, my eyes, and uh -huh. it was so thin that the smartphone was eating my nose. Wow. But like, okay. okay, that's thin, and, and, and I need that, you know, to, <laughs> for the, for the pass-through. And the resolution was great also. Um, so... There are some trade-offs to, to, to this lens. The, you know, no lens is perfect, but for that particular headset, this is the perfect lens for Lynx version one. And I'm very happy that we have been working very hard with these uh, Spanish companies to bring that, that product, you know, that optics, that optical product uh, to consumers. The, the way it's working, it's magical. The, the distortion is crazy. Uh, but as in, as, hopefully as in there's no distortion. Yeah, you, you don't see any distortion. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Play it is, does. Is yeah, okay. Right, right, it's right. Like Cutting four and it's a very high polynomial function. Uh, it's 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 crazy to compute. Um, and we did all the tooling to manufacture that. And you know, uh, just take one picture for the headset to get the calibration uh, working. Um, it was uh, it was quite a challenge for um, not only for optical engineers but for software engineers and mechanical engineers. Yeah. Wow, so uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, yeah. I, I can't wait to have uh, people feedback from these lenses. Uh, and right now we have the the final lenses that will be assembled in the the first headsets at the end of August and. And you might be able to try them uh, if you if you want, uh, if you fancy to come to, to Paris. Yeah, Paris is a very beautiful city. Been there before yeah. and I liked it. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I would I love, love to, I, would, I would love to look through that. Cool, cool. Yeah, so um, 
We finished talking about the lenses now. Even I could talk <laughs> about it more, yeah, but we want to keep it like like around two hours. So let's go to the next point. And now this is a really important point. So I, I totally understand the use case for enterprise. Now you want to bring this headset to consumers with the Kickstarter. The big question is, why should consumers be excited about this headset? What can they do with the headset? I think that is the question that you have to answer. Simple answer, they can do everything they know about VR, like play their games and, and use them as a VR headset mm -hmm. uh, for the same kind of affordable price. And they can do even more than that by experiencing the first AR, like true AMR games and, and new kinds of entertainment that we're going to see. They will be at the forefront of innovation with, with links that we are going, we are going to be the first, if not you know, like one of the first headsets to, to bring these new capabilities. Um, so everything you know, plus new content on AR, new experiences. Um, and, and, and a feature that I like also is, is a, a lack of a, of a feature is the lack of a Facebook login. Okay, that that's, that's a big one. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something that needs to be, to be said as well. Yeah, we, okay. my, my business, you know, I'm, I cannot sell sell my hardware at a loss like Facebook. I need to to make money. I, I need to to exist and to to pay my guys. So we cannot be at the same price as as, uh, as the Quest. But I will earn money with the hardware for the businesses and on the content for consumers. Uh, we are not making money with the the hardware sell, sold to consumers. This is not the the idea. But I'm not selling at the loss and, and, and betting on your privacy that you're going to give me. This is not my business. I just don't care. I don't want to care about what you're doing with the headset. Well, I just, hooray. <laughs> somebody, somebody in, chest, in chat just said. And uh, this, is, this is actually a big one. I don't know about uh, probably perhaps not so much in the States, but I think also there are people who, who, who think about these topics, of course, for sure. But... Here in Germany, it is probably extreme. Like we cannot even we cannot even buy yeah. the Quest because of uh, because our our um, yeah of our rules of making business, our government and our rules say no. This is this is not how things should go with the Quest Two. And we can of course we can actually import it from Amazon France, <laughs> which is a funny thing. But um, actually actually here in Germany we cannot buy the Quest. And uh, I think it's 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 good to have an option. Where you we you know you can do everything with it and you don't have this kind of um, bitter taste that you know okay actually it's about me it's about I am the product you know I am the product and I help them to make money by them knowing what I what, what I would like to look at so I think that's a good point that's a really really good point for me for me like both things are like okay you know what I, I will for sure I'm for sure going to buy your headset. I'm for sure going to to support you Kickstarter. I'm going to back you because I, you know, for me, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm an enthusiast, right? I need to have the new stuff, and this pass-through thing that you showed here, it's absolutely fantastic, and I can't wait to see um, how, yeah, what cool things the creative people will bring onto that device, and I, I'm sure there's there's going to be um, some kind of 
um, yeah, community of creators that will go crazy on this. Is that something that you foresee, that there's going to be a community of developers, or is there already a community of developers who want to use this? So, yeah, so, so there are many developers that contacted us saying, hey, I, I, I want to, to port my, my existing apps or a new app on, on, on Lynx, and we are very happy with that, and we're going to help them, you know, provide the SDK, be, be again, very transparent with them with the, the roadmap we have um, for the, the hardware. And you have to start somewhere. You know, we, we are starting with the hardware, and, and then the software and the content and all the magic will, will come. But if we do not start with uh, another hardware like like the Lynx, we are going to be stuck with with what's existing on the market. And I'm not happy with that. You're not happy with that. I'm trying to do something about it. Maybe it's it's not the right thing. I don't know. But I believe it is. My team also. A lot of people are on us, so I have a very good feeling about it. But the mm -hmm. only way it is going to work, if is we're going to see enough orders on the Kickstarter. And okay. if the people that look at this, uh, at this show are talking to their friends about it and, and, and you know, make people conscious about uh, the alternatives we, we need. Okay, it's Just, like David against Goliath again. And let's support David here. <laughs> it's exciting. It's, uh, you know, it's, it a, it's a risky business, but uh, I yeah, think it's worth, it's worth doing. Just um, quickly on the content side of things, you did mention this in your live stream as well, but for people that, that didn't see that, there's two there's two big issues with this headset. One, I mean, we'll get into all of this stuff anyway. I know the controllers, people want to know about the controllers, which I'm sure we'll, we'll get to. We'll talk about next time. The other time, thing yeah. on the content, since we're talking about that, it's very important, the content side. One of the interesting things you mentioned in your live stream yesterday is some potential, I mean, I know it's sort of early days, but you did you did mention it with SideQuest being a possibility, some kind of collaboration or something like that with, with SideQuest, but I know that's early days at the moment. We... we... We have a good contact with with uh, SideQuest. Uh, they uh, they might even come to, to Paris to evaluate the hardware and see if they want to continue the discussion for using their technology to work with us on the on the distributing content on links. Yeah, and, uh, I personally would be very happy with that. It would be a big win. Me. It's uh, it's uh, it would be a big win, I think, also for for the community for links for SideQuest. Uh, the, you know, I, I cannot disclose uh, a, a lot. Of course, we, we, we have an NDA and all that, but we, yeah. we are discussing, we're trying to uh, both do the, the, the right stuff, uh, but we are discussing with SideQuest uh, for the, you know, the content distribution, the architecture of how things should be distributed and uh, authenticated and, and paid on, on the headset and all things will work. This is new. To, to to me to to, to mm -hmm. links this is something that sidequest has a lot of experience that we want to to leverage uh, they also have a, you know a very good community of uh, developers that are you know using sidequest to you know be, if you're not accepted on oculus uh, store you, you might want to publish on sidequest so uh, we are also we also want to appeal to those to those developers as well so i think it's a win-win uh, yeah. discussion is not over i'm not ready at all to make any announcements uh, but uh, yeah I can tell you we're discussing with them in the right way 
I just I just think it would be a great thing for them to get on board with, and it sort of yeah. appeals to the kind of ethics that they have as well over at SideQuest, or and to the kind of headset that you're producing. It appeals to those those kinds of ethics that they started with, I think, in some ways. So I think it would be great for them to provide the infrastructure as a delivery platform to your headset. It would be great, um, but yeah, I'll I'll listen out for that in the future when uh, you're ready to reveal more about that. Yeah. You have to let us work uh, a bit more and we'll yeah. get back to you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. I totally agree with you, Gary, because especially um, at the beginning or even still, SideQuest is full of interesting apps, like all these, um, the, the first hand tracking demos were on SideQuest right there. Yeah. So there's there's lots of these things They would make so much sense on the links because the hardware is even better. I think you you're using the ultra leap um, sensors, which are like way better than simply optics, yeah. right? Is it? So I think it's, yeah. it's, that's yeah. incredible. So the things that can could be done on this headset together with this incredible pass through that we saw in the videos, I think those tinkerers, those developers, those creative people, they could make magic. And having like a store, the side of side quest, I would be. It would, it would be a win-win situation for both companies. So, I mean, Stan, yeah, yeah, really. Uh, looking forward to your talks with the SideQuest guys. And, uh, yeah, let's see what happens from that. Um, wh what I want to understand, um, Stan, probably you can give me some, give us some insight on, on that question. How easy is it for a developer to port something that is now on SideQuest that is made for the Quest 2 to port this onto the links? Tell us... People who don't understand that, um, is it easy? So it will definitely be very easy when uh, OpenXR will be uh, completely mm -hmm. integrated both in Oculus and, and in Lynx. But uh, for today, uh, it's not a matter of, of side, is, is your content is on side quests. It's more like if you're using Unity, it right. should be very easy. We, okay. we, we have a SDK for Unity. Uh, it should be even easier if you support uh, the ultra leap, you know, leap motion uh, tracking. Uh, it's using the same uh, SDK. Um, it's it's very very easy. Uh, the the software team at Lynx that are doing like the demos and 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 stuff, they're using Unity to 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 develop. And it's very fast. So uh, you know, OpenXR is going to also bring Unreal support uh, for the uh, Unreal Engine. Uh, but right now, if, if you're working with Unity, it should be really easy to, to work with Lynx to get started with that. And the SDK is going to be very soon available uh, to the developers that, that sign up for our uh, program. Okay, and everything's Android, right? So, it, it... so yeah, it's based on uh, Android. Okay. Uh, so so the, 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 core, the core OS, the operating system, we compile it at Lynx. Uh, mm -hmm. We have like a machine that you know, compiles the, the, the OS every day. Uh, with the, like the, the Qualcomm release and, and all that, but we don't integrate the Google layer of Android. Okay, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Uh, otherwise, the privacy stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we, we, we have a uh, we we take great pride in uh, having our kind of own OS uh, for that. Yeah. Okay, you really take care of privacy, and I, I love that. I really love that. So um, I'm, I'm wondering about the, um, the hand tracking. So it's a different technology than the optical way that um, the Quest 2 is doing it, and it's better, right? It's a, it's a sensor for it, but it's also, also somehow optical. 
Um, but I'm wondering, like the software that was made for the Quest games, hand tracking, ca can you easily port it to your device as well? Or is it more so complicated? I, um, it, it depends. You know, we discussed with the hands physics lab uh, guys. Right, exactly. Exactly. A lot of the, you know, they, they, they deeply integrate hand tracking in their experiences. So for us, uh, it's, it's a bit harder. But if you're using like, you know, like pinch and, and grab and uh, very standard hand tracking actions, it should be it should be quite easy. And we are going to to look at that on our side to to have like an interface to to transfer your uh, the Oculus APIs to to the links uh, hand tracking APIs, which are the ultralip, uh, you know, the ultralip tracking system. Uh, as I told you, it's the same hardware, it's the same software. Uh, we have dedicated cameras for hand tracking uh, in uh, infrared, and uh, okay. yeah, it's, um, we we work with them because uh, you know based on evaluation, we think it's the best hand tracking system uh, out there. Still, I've, yeah, I've used because um, I had a so Ultra Leap. They were Leap basically, weren't they? They were Leap Motion with it with the yeah. original Leap Motion. They're they're the, the same company, aren't they? Um, yeah. So I tried the first iteration. I bought one when they first launched and tried the hand tracking. Even back then, it was great. Very low latency. That was one of the things that I noticed. It was very right. low latency hand tracking, which is something that the Quest has actually improved on quite a lot. Um, but when that first launched, it was you know you could there was a lot of latency there with that, but that was one of the things that I always noticed and thought was great with the, uh, with the ultra leap solution. So I'm a big believer in hand tracking by, by the way. Um, but we'll, you know, I know that, that that was your original intent with this device and you've had to pivot a little bit. And of course we'll get onto that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I would love to see, um, how well that works and in your stream, Stan, that I'm going to link later so people can watch your streams. You, I think you said something like, this is the best hand tracking on the market. So this being the best hand tracking on the market, I mean, this is better than the Quest 2 hand tracking. I must say, I'm, I'm pretty amazed by the Quest 2 hand tracking. It's, it's really good, I think. It's so, really good with the hardware that they have. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm amazed, yeah. So you still, you still, you are better than the Quest 2 hand tracking? I, I still think so. Yeah, I mean, you we, we'll have to ask Ultralip if they if they <laughs> validate my statement. But yeah, okay. I think have a better okay. Record. Wow. Wow. It's, I'm, I'm looking. I mean, you can to you can always you know like trick the headset and do things like you know like this or you know, yeah, of course, of course. But, uh, yeah, it's it's working very very well. Okay, great. So it's gonna be interesting to to see more apps or apps use it and how you would actually integrate it. Um, would you integrate it somehow into your operating system, or do you or do you have some kind of operating system like some some home environment or or something? Yeah. So we we uh, we are actually working with uh, Ultralip on that. Uh, okay. On the, the, the launcher experience. Exactly. Uh, you know, like the home the home app when you when you turn links on for the first time and every time after that. Uh, we have a, we have a, 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 we'll show that at the end of, of August. Yeah. The, the, the home app of, of links. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, it's working with hand tracking first. Uh, so you can, you know, quickly launch your apps and uh, change the settings and all that. Um, yeah. And they have great experience in that. They have great designers, uh, at Ultralib that, that help us. Uh, so okay. yeah. I, I hope you will enjoy, enjoy that too. All right. Great. So, um, 
people who want to pick this up, um, you were aiming this now as, at consumers, probably us, the people who are watching this, right? The enthusiasts, the, yeah. the, the crazy nerds that have to buy everything first. Let's be honest about this. So they also want to play games. They, they want to play um, the games that they have on their, on their um, gaming PC. And this will work from day one. So CVR, CVR. Yeah. yeah, the the goal is to is to for you to be able on day one to play Steam VR games on links. So you can use your PC to stream with a wire or of a Wi-Fi six directly to your headset, just like the the, the Quest is can be used to uh, today. Uh, we are going to support that. We are discussing with uh, Steam VR guys. Uh, it will work with the OpenXR runtime, uh, and and it it is a very important uh, point for for me. So yeah, we'll make sure it it works uh, it works well. Okay, yeah, I think this would be like uh, important for people, obviously, right? Like yeah. not every like I would buy it just for the pass through and for for the stuff that's going to happen. But lots of people, of course, obviously, they want to play their games like how they do it on the quest um so how much more expensive would it be to include wi-fi 6e into the device because of you have better latencies was, and stuff that was super expensive oh really I, I think wow I can tell you the price um so we we asked for that we discussed yeah, exactly. with <laughs> and, uh, and other suppliers for wi-fi 6e right and uh, if we did that, we would have been the first headset to have that. So, which means that when okay. you're the first, you pay for the tooling and the, the testing. And, okay. And to, to test a new Wi-Fi protocol on a headset, it's very expensive. Uh, it's, 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 it's a lot of tooling. Uh, and uh, I think it was the, the total cost would have been between 250000 dollars to three hundred thousand oh. dollars so i say yeah you know what um let's try with wi-fi 6 already and it was working well so i say okay, okay. let's let's someone else pay for that you know like one of the big guys pay for that <laughs> that, that, that stuff and uh links version 2 will uh, definitely have um, that kind of protocol yeah. okay okay got it like also if you let's say if the kickstarter would be crazy successful and suddenly you, you do have five hundred thousand extra would you still consider it or would it like um drag it all out so i i think that could be a stretch goal you know like if we yeah that would be like, a, yeah like a, like a great level that will something i will push but i think we have many things before that that we could you know uh augment uh, on the headset like Put some money, more money on the, the materials, on the you know like the the controllers, um, Good point. The, the packaging, all Good that. Point. Uh, uh, be, because Wi-Fi six is already you know super great. Uh, it, it, it works really really nice. We have two antennas in the headset for uh, you know wireless communication. Uh, the, the streaming is is working well. Um, so. Uh, you know, Wi-Fi 6E is not at the top of the list, but okay. if the Kickstarters allows that, we'll do it. Okay, got it. So now let's get to the important point uh, for for many. Like many people ask for the controllers, <laughs> the controllers. So yeah, tell us more about your um, yeah your plans for the controllers in the in your stream. 
you said you're going to use or you're probably going to use, I'm not sure if you said you, you are going to use them or you have tried them, these controllers. These are the Finch controllers, Finch shift controllers. And these controllers um, don't actually work like optically. You would put these, these things on your ankles and these have IMUs and then through that, they, um, yeah, they can know where you are. And um, sorry to say that, dear Finch, <laughs> if you're watching this, I tried that like a couple, two years ago, and I was not really happy about the accuracy of these controllers. So tell us a bit more about your um, controller strategy. So I did not know Finch two years ago, uh, but I know what they're doing now. And, okay, probably uh, they have improved. I, Could I, be. I, I can tell you they have improved because, okay. uh, um, you know, I, I tested them in the headset uh, and I was surprised how good uh -huh. it was working. I, okay. I, I, you know, I kind of expected like some drift or, you know, like yeah, some right. mismatch and, 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 and it was great. And there's, they're uh, shifting towards, you know, using more optical data uh, uh -huh. than only IMU. Um, so I can tell people today that we are compatible with these, uh, with these uh, controllers. We intend to be compatible with more controllers and eventually building our own controllers. Okay. Uh, this is this is still in discussions. There are you know many things. You know controllers are not easy. It's, yeah, right. Uh, yeah. It's not as difficult as the headset, but it it, it is a, a huge piece of engineering, uh, and 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 you know uh, ergonomics uh, challenges. Um, so uh, it will depend on how the Kickstarter goes. It would definitely be a stretch goal, I think. You know, if we reach uh, a certain levels of headsets, uh, we'll ship them with with controllers and and maybe with Lynx controllers. Um, what I can tell you is that okay, so it's it's working with Finch, and we tested them, you know, like two weeks ago, uh, very fast, and uh, it was working uh, almost out of the box. Um, so I have the guarantee that the hardware in links uh, can support uh, controllers you know like with the with the volume of tracking we have with the six cameras we we, we have uh, plus you know the, the bluetooth information for the buttons and all that we have the infrastructure but the the, the final thoughts i i don't know yet they're still under discussions okay the, um, yeah. just, just a couple of things on the finch controllers that you mentioned on the live stream again yesterday you did say that the the bands, the armbands, uh, they're not necessarily required in this solution. That, yeah, that they, you they won't be. They, I, I, they won't be required. They're working. They, 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 I know they are working with the, you know, the hand tracking solution to like to use the hand tracking cameras to, to have the armbands uh, removed. So you only get left with the with the controller. Yeah. Yeah. The, that um, would be too cumbersome for the users. Yeah. The the other point as well, which I'm sure this will get to in the Kickstarter with stretch goals and, and other things that you're working on in the, in the background with your own controllers. But one of the, the other things that I mentioned earlier, there were a couple of important points. One of them is the, the delivery system, the software delivery system for your headset. But the other thing is having, in order for it to be positioned as a competitor to the Quest, I think it's absolutely vital that controllers come in the box with the headset or at least an option um, and this was yeah. something that you actually reassured me of uh, yesterday on the when i watched the live stream from a few days ago you did say that you're working on this kind of thing possibly with finch or possibly in a different direction with your own controllers so 
no no decision has been yet taken for that but i absolutely agree that we are going to ship the headset with controllers oh excellent yeah and okay. uh, and the best one i hope i don't know which one but it will be at least you know an option when you check out the the, the, the headset of course yeah mm -hmm. okay so ikuma game says give us buttons stan no touchpad please and that's something that I did hear from the community quite a lot when talking about yeah, your actually. your headset. And also, like, I can totally agree with this. Like, I personally don't like the touchpad for for the controllers. I think now we have already reached some kind of understanding in this industry <laughs> with the consumers that people want this Oculus um, kind of button layout with, with a normal controller, right, with the bu different buttons. And uh, in my opinion, I totally agree. I think this touchpad only is not good enough and people will not like it. Would you agree with that? I, I agree with that. Uh, please remember that I did not build these controllers. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yes, we know, we know. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, I, I agree with that. Uh, okay. And, and I'm thankful for the feedback, you know. Yeah, okay. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and I think, you know, Finch has the feedback as well. Uh, we are discussing with, with them quite closely now. Um, and uh, uh, as I told you, we also have the capacity to eventually build our own controllers and trust me, we'll get this right. Uh, no matter okay. what we'll hand in the box with the headset, it will be the right stuff. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, well, but it's not so easy. <laughs> I mean, the thing we is, not, you, you, we are not do, doing easy, easy. I understand. I understand. That that is a good thing. It's just like it's, um, yeah. It's it's not so easy to make a controller, right? It, it takes long time normally. I mean, if you start now to make your controller, then wow, it's it's not an easy task. I mean, well, yeah, yeah you know, I, I you know that so. yourself. You know that. Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Valve, okay. Valve now really well. Yeah, Valve yeah, Valve now yeah. as well. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Marcellus Wilson, nobody said it was easy and that's why you're doing it. I like it. Yeah, of course. If it was easy, everybody would do it. So it, yep. it's, it's, another, it's another big challenge. And the controller part, wow, that's going, in my eyes, this is like one of the biggest challenges because there is no one controller that you can just buy off the market, which is amazing, right? They do belong to Facebook. They do belong to, I don't know, to Valve or to HP. So yeah, I don't also don't know how easy it is to speak with those companies that actually develop them, those OEMs in Asia, if, or like with Finch. I don't know how easy it is for them to make something else. Yeah, you have to figure uh, that out. I will, I will let you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I will, uh, we'll communicate on that. that that's for okay. Sure. That's perfect. Yeah, Gary. Any more questions on the controller part? Um, no, to be honest, I did have quite a few questions because I knew you were coming on uh, this show. And that live stream that you did, I will encourage people, actually, anybody watching this, do go on and watch the live stream that Stan did. I think it was on Thursday, was it? Um, you did a, yeah, Thursday, a live stream. Yeah, Thursday night. Uh, so that was the second live stream. There is also another one three weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, because there's a lot of, actually, you did like a half of that, I think was like you giving a, a talk about where you are with the product. But then the last half of that was actual questions and answers with the audience, the live audience that was watching, which was actually very interesting because we're getting a lot of the same questions in the chat now. And, mm -hmm. you, you know, I, I will encourage people just to go and watch that because it was a reassuring uh, video to watch for me and actually cemented me. I think I am going to do the Kickstarter. Again, it depends on a few things, but I am 
really intending to do to back the Kickstarter on this product based on the back of that live stream, honestly. <laughs> Same here. I oh, think wow. you, um, yeah. you, know, you have two, you have two backers already. Yeah. You're on the best way yeah. to super success. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. So now we, we talked about um, streaming. You will be able to stream from day one. That's what you want to achieve together with, yeah. um, together with Steam, uh, Steam VR and Valve. That's good. Then, um, yeah, you're working on that partnerships with content providers, like probably um, SideQuest. You're in talks. I think that's that's very interesting. And um, you're also working on, on some content on your own. And I have seen uh, you have shown that in your stream, like 15 seconds of some kind of AR game. Or I, I'm not sure exactly what this is or what it's going to be. So I just want to show this again. Oh, no, this is your whole, no, not the whole stream. This one. Yeah, people can see it now. Exactly. This is a Lynx, <laughs> I think. Yep. And yeah, it has a tail and it has like shadow and it's running around. And it, I think it's outside somewhere. Is this your office space? It looks very nice. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Oh man, you have a very nice office. So um, tell us a bit more about this. Is it? Um, is it? Uh, what is this going to be? Is it this? This yeah. just a tech demo, or is it going to be like a full-fledged game? What is so this? It's going to be uh, an open-source game that developers would be able to, to tweak and, 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 and use to develop their own games. This is like a, a demo game. Uh, okay. And and this is just the, the beginning. But I ask my my, my team to do a very specific demo of a game that kind of feels like, you know, like Nintendo uh, universe with, and, and also with uh, Pokemon Go uh, uh, aspects. But in this demo that you will see at the end of August, there is AR, there is VR, there will be six DOF, hand tracking. And we want this demo to be short, but to see to see the, the full spectrum of what the device is capable of. Um, so it, it will be a game and you see at the end of the 15 seconds that like the, the, the links is going into a, a portal of stuff and you, right. you will be able to walk into that and, and get into you, the, the universe of the, of the, the creature and get oh, back. Okay. And it, would be, it would be very, very uh, compelling and, 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 and kind of cute actually. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I really like it, uh, but yeah. it's intended to be a, a base, a, like a, like a base app, a sample for developers to see what you're capable to do with the device. Okay, but it's also like a fully fledged game. Okay, I understand. So we got a question here from Paradise Decay. Hi, PD. Hope everything is fine with you. Um, he he asked. I have a question for Stan. Does sunlight or UV light not affect the headset about the tracking? No, uh, okay. the, 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 you can use the, the headset uh, outdoor. Uh, yeah, th this is one of the cool features for AR. You know, if you try to bring a HoloLens or a Magic Leap outdoor, you will have a hard time to see anything. Right, I know. So that's why you are supposed to use them outside. But are you really actually believe that people are going to walk outside with the links? It's also not so yeah. compatible for outside use, right? For that, for uh, the for the for the outlooks. I think we'll see like some events, like in parks and you know, like okay. open air uh, areas, but definitely not not in the subway or in. You're the right, street. right. Okay, you mean like 
Okay, some dedicated events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, I, I would probably do it. So I, I would not feel ashamed about this. And um, yeah, and you know what? Actually, here, um, one thing about Dortmund, for some reason, they have like a big Pokemon um, Go um, community here. And people from all over the world come to Dortmund because they have some special creatures that they can like like catch here and like on, on the Sundays it's full of people who run around with multiple phones <laughs> like catching the Pokemon and I know probably you can pull something up with this and some people do wear this if it's compelling enough right the game so that might be I'm interesting sure be. I'm sure it is yeah okay yeah you've seen it already so that's yeah, yeah I mean, you're making I'm, it I'm, yeah I'm, I'm also biased <laughs> but, yeah. yeah you're a yeah. little bit of bias but that's okay yeah. we yeah. we understand <laughs> we understand Stan. so um what do you think what kind of content will people consumers use like what will i do with this like what is the the use case what what is exciting i i, I think i think in one word it's you know games um, okay Okay. Today, really, it's, it's about uh, games, uh, 100%. First in VR, second in AR. You know, like we are pioneering the AR games. Uh, and, and, and after games uh, are some uh, professional use. But that, that's, you know, like that's another uh, uh, business that we are, we are doing with the headset. Okay. But mainly for games. what we are going to support uh, the most now are uh, games. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. And we have a user here. He wants X-ray vision use. <laughs> I like I like the idea. Built, we actually built a you know a pass-through headset for um, firefighters and and soldiers. Where okay, uh, I'm going I'm going to show a, a video of that next time. But uh, okay, uh, you have you don't have color cameras. You have like HDR cameras, uh, and, and you can see through smoke. You can see through uh, explosions, through a fire. Uh -huh. uh, and, um, and, and, you know, this is where pass-through is really showing its potential. Uh, if you have a camera that not only see color, but, you know, better stuff than the eye, you truly have superpowers. Yeah. The, um, uh, I love this. The, the, the point that you mentioned uh, just before then was on games. I, I agree with that, I think, at the moment in, the, in where we are today in, in terms of VR games, is sort of the focus and stuff like that. One of the interesting things that um, sort of Oculus are, are sort of pushing for, they're, they're going in this direction with this pass-through, is to have this, what they call infinite office, this infinite office kind of thing, where you could put up several monitors. And by having the level of pass-through that you've got in the links, that could be quite a big benefit. I know it's more towards the enterprise and the productivity kind of market area once again, rather than possibly the consumer enthusiast market that you're you're now pivoted to. But even those kinds of people, I because personally, I can see myself sitting at, at my dining room table with the Lynx headset on and have these three monitor displays in front of me, pair it with a, a key, keyboard and mouse, you know, Bluetooth and do all of this stuff that would be fantastic that would be yeah. that's an incredible thing that that facebook are trying to do with the oculus quest 2 but their pass through isn't really up to it at the moment what do you think i think, that I, I, I think the right now with the state of the heart uh, hardware uh, it's it's great for video conferencing you know like right. jedi, jedi console like you know video conferencing but to work with a headset to have the pixel resolution you need it's you will have to wait for Lynx version 2 or the next hardware of the other companies, actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah. 
Right, right. Yeah, last show I was um, half joking about this um, app where I, I put uh, put an AR headset on my wife's face and then whenever she sees me, like it will automatically augment me to have like this um, bodybuilder um, uh, body <laughs> instead of You're my too modest, Sebastian. We know that's <laughs> under there anyway. <laughs> no, 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 it's not true. <laughs> so yeah, that's some that's uh, some funny filter that could happen. Something like this, right? Yeah, and uh, we, you know, there are some uh, application for uh, adult entertainment. Uh, yeah, yeah, well. yeah. I would and try it for scientific reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we, we had we are we are in contact also with companies working in this space that uh, are interested by the, the potential, uh, and uh, that is also something that is that is going to be interesting, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, we we are more focused on on, on games. Okay. Uh, we won't be like Facebook, like you, you know, like banning all kind of adult stuff. Uh, but um, uh, I, I don't know what will happen there. Uh, I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not a professional in this area enough to to see where it's going to go. Yeah, there is um, quite some potential. I would think there is. So yeah, um, we have some other questions before. Um, let me find it now. Let's see. Oh no, I lost it. We had some good questions here. Yeah, if you, you know, see some uh, good questions, uh, you can also answer them. <laughs> a, fun, uh, a fun thing I learned is that uh, in the statistics of the Quest users, uh, you know, like Facebook saw that the Quest Two was used more by women compared to the to the Quest One. You know, in the in the data that, that they got from the the Facebook logins. Yeah. But in fact, it was a login from the mother for the, the, the kid that they, they bought yeah. the headset for. Uh, okay, okay, right, got it. Yeah, okay, so lots of interesting use cases. And I'm looking forward to what the community will, will make, will make yeah. for this headset, right? Once they have these tools, the community is unbelievable with what they can come up. So Yeah, and I, I truly can't wait what, what you guys are going to, to do, you know, like people watching yeah. this show. What they, what you want to build, and then how good it will it will look with our headset. Yeah. Right, right. So tell us about your Kickstarter. When is it going to go down? It's quite soon, right? I mean, it's we we are now uh, tomorrow is August already. So tell us when it's going to happen. Um, so what is going to happen is we we want to start the, the Kickstarter uh, in the first half of September, and it's going to last for three weeks or maybe 30 days and um, and uh, after you know it, it should be quick uh, we will have the, the truth about uh, what people think about about links and uh, you know we will have also people try the headset come in Paris try it um, so so then you know they, they can have people can have feedback not from only from, from us of course that that is important um, and um, and then after we are a hundred percent going to manufacture that headset uh, mm -hmm. with our Taiwanese uh, suppliers and our, our uh, you know Qualcomm and all the partners we already have and been working with for the last two years now. Uh, so we really can't wait to to ship this thing now. Okay. Um, we won't be ready for Christmas, but uh, the target is February, and I think we can do we, the, the first uh, shipments can be before that. 
Okay. So it's going to happen in September. People must be ready. It's going to be like a couple of weeks. So you, people cannot miss it. Are you building some kind of community around it? Like, do you have like a mail? Do you have like a mailing list? Uh, how do you have? Yeah, thousands of okay. people actually are uh, uh, subscribed to our mailing list. You can subscribe in, on our website. You just put your email in, in the, the only field that there is uh, on the website. Okay, perfect. Let me show that and now, right now. And, uh, and and then we're we're going to send you the, the updates and all that. Uh, you can see also on the website that we are doing a specific uh, headset for the Kickstarter, uh, a transparent uh, front, you know, a front face uh, of the headset where you can you can look even more like a nerd than uh, when you have a regular. <laughs> yeah, that's what I need. I need to yeah. look more like a nerd. Thank you, yeah. Stan. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's a very specific headset to show your pride and, uh, and yeah, yeah, see everything inside and how technical it is. And I, oh, I like I, it. I like I it. Love that. Yeah, I love, I love it too, actually. And actually, that's the thumbnail of today's show is exactly this. So um, people can can pick up this transparent version. Like um, it's like limited, or t tell us more about the different tiers, perhaps. It's uh, so it's it has the same features. It's the same headset. We're just ch changing the materials of the front cover to be trans plastic, transparent. Uh, but we're only going to build maybe a thousand maximum of of, uh, of these headsets, so it's going to be you know uh, limited also in time and in in number. So if you want this one, it will be a little more expensive. You know, it's it's also going to to show the, the support you you can um, you can you can give us. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a limited edition for the the Kickstarter. Uh, so there will be the okay. first headset like the base model, the transparent one, and there will also be a, a book. And uh, some other stuff, if you cannot afford the headset but want to show your support, they okay. will be able to buy stuff from us as well. Okay. But um, you are hinting at a price that us enthusiasts can afford. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, <laughs> yeah. We need a lot of effort. Uh, the price <laughs> will be revealed. Uh, the target is end of third week of uh, August because we are going to show you other stuff as well, not only the okay. price. Um, it's going to be as affordable as possible. Again, let me be very transparent with you. We are not going to earn money uh, with the consumer hardware. We are going to sell it how much it costs for us to build. Okay. We make money with the, the business edition and also the content that you're buying on the headset, maybe with SideQuest or a, another store system. The hardware, it's as cheap as possible because we want to distribute it to, to, to the most uh, people possible. Um, it cannot be as cheap as the, the Quest because Facebook is uh, selling that at a loss and, 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 and I cannot afford some billions to do that yet, uh, but uh, I wish I could. But uh, this is this is not the, the world we live in. But we have to start somewhere, right? So yeah, right. this is what's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I like the idea that you are making profits with enterprises that get more mm. service, right? And, and who are ready to pay more than this consumer price that you're going to reveal soon, and simply give us, like the enthusiast, the hardware 
basically for free. I mean, it's not going to be free, but you're not like you're, you're not like um, making uh, money with their hardware, and you're not like making money with us as uh, as consumers, right? We're not the product like like we are with the Quest Two. So yeah, that's that's cool. I, I like the idea of this kind so of like is, yeah subsidizing it with enterprise. Mm -hmm. This is where we are going to see if we really can win at this game. If we're just selling the hardware, not making any, any profit for that, and that people don't use it after, we are going to, to run out of business maybe. So we will succeed if people use the headset after. If they use that, if they buy content on it, uh, if the businesses use that, we will be successful. It's not on, you know, selling plastic and electronics just, just for, for, for fun. Uh, you know, we want to, to uh, bring the product to life with, with the community. So it's going to be a huge effort. Uh, it's, uh, you know, like millions of, of, uh, of dollars. And we have the support with the Kickstarter from the community. We also have support in Europe more and more. We are getting, you know, like grants and all that. And people okay. are realizing that it's important you know uh, on, on many many aspects okay great there's there's still something that we didn't touch on like uh brian just asked about um, storage yeah um so the the, the all the models are uh, the same it's 128 uh, gigabytes of, of uh, storage but but there is a sd card on the side. Oh, I love this. Yeah. This is so great. This is really good. Storage has really no limit if you have the, the right SD card for your your use case. Uh, so I think storage won't really be an issue with this hardware. Okay. And how about battery? So, sorry, Gary. How about no, battery? Okay. How about battery? Yeah. Like um, three yeah. hours. Three hours. Wow. That's that's good. Three hours of use. Yeah. Excellent. Um, there was just very quickly, there was um, a question. Norman did ask this specifically as a question, so I wanted to get this in. Um, it's an interesting point. Um, perhaps you can comment on it. He's, he's asked, uh, is there room f uh, within the unique lens design to increase the field of view beyond 90 degrees in the future within the links? I guess, you know, using different because of the way it, it warps the image or distorts the image in before it gets into your eyes. Is there any way that you could sort of leverage that in order to increase field of view in some way i don't know they are uh, we, we we are evaluating solution for the future of of hardware at links that have a bigger field of view i'm going to give you a a very small hint but i have three colleagues in my team that were working at uh, star vr which was a uh, yes yeah i spoke to some french people at star vr actually i, I like them um so so for for those who don't know what i'm talking about uh, my colleagues were working on a 200 degrees headset that didn't hit the market because of non-technical uh issues uh but uh, we have experiences with uh, very small field of view very large and Right now, the first version is 90 degrees, and we will see for the future what's best for our users, but it's only going to get bigger for sure. Okay, okay. That's, and not, that's... Not, not with the same lens architecture. Right. Not with the same lens architecture, different yeah. kind of... Okay, yeah. right. Yeah, that, ma yeah. that makes sense, that makes sense. So, you want to produce this 
and send it out in February. Now, that is kind of a aggressive schedule, I would say, if you understand the industry. I mean, you, you do, obviously. But um, the thing is, with all the supply shortage, with all the stuff that's going on, with lots of lots of companies not getting the parts that they need and those lead times, which are like super long and like, yeah. it's, it's so tough. How can you be so confident that you can do February? And especially, how can you as a small 15 people startup pull this off make us understand yeah. how this is possible good great great question so uh, we, we secured the the two most important and delicate pieces of hardware of, of electronics in the headset which is the xr2 the qualcomm chipset and the display the, the lead time we are seeing right now are either on display or chipsets uh, maybe so, the cameras as well But uh, yeah, th those are the, the, the parts that are uh, problematic right now. And uh, we are a 15-person company, but you know, like we, we are like this, but we have Qualcomm behind us with like, like that in the, in the supply chain uh, game. And they, they're making sure like on the side they have, we have enough resources uh, uh, to, to live on. So I bought uh, displays a few months ago already and uh, the, the The first batches of camera will be here as well in September. Uh, and after the Kickstarter, I will order the rest of the components, which is mostly the, the plastic molds and, and all that. But the electronics is mostly secured. Uh, this is why I'm insisting on the February, February target, because I know we can achieve that. Um, you okay. know, I, I won't be able to, to say that if, you know, like Qualcomm would call me and say, what are you saying? You, you, cannot possibly do that so. okay yeah tell us a bit more about it so how how did this whole thing happen like it seems like um qualcomm is supporting you or qualcomm has a very um, close relationship with you and um, you, in your stream which i like very much you also gave us more insight about taiwanese factories that you're working with and and this kind of connection is all established by qualcomm make us understand how how this happened so basically, you want to make a headset, okay? You're, you're right. You're me and you, you want to start a, a new headset. Yeah, thinking about it's it. It's effort, so you go to see Qualcomm because no other chipsets in of the course. world can power Antefford uh, XR uh, devices. Okay. And, and, um, and, and Qualcomm will provide you, if you pay them, of course, uh, because you're a partner, but you're also a customer uh, with them. Um, they, they will provide you uh, documentation and support. Uh, that is that is quite expensive, but it, it, it's it's quite good when you know how to, to work with them. And then they have this uh, this network of uh, uh, OEMs and companies that are mostly in Asia. And mm -hmm. we are working uh, not with a Chinese uh, OEM like Facebook. We are working with a Taiwanese uh, uh, company called. Big difference Compa. here. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, trust me, it's a big difference. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I've been there. So <laughs> Facebook is working with Gore-Tec. Gore-Tec is manufacturing all the Quest headsets. And we are uh, manufacturing with, with Compal. Uh, for those who don't know this company, they are building the Apple Watch. They are build, building like uh, billions of computers. They know their stuff. Uh, I don't know what they know. They are doing their job incredibly well. I, I visited them a few times already with, with, with my, 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 my team. Uh, I'm 100% confident that the hardware that will go out of Compal shipped directly to you will be amazing, M much better than what we are manufacturing 
in our office for sure. Um, okay. So and this is yeah, this is thanks to Qualcomm, of course. I won't be able, I won't even be able to talk with them without you know being introduced by by Qualcomm. Wow. So you, so yeah, so that, that yeah, you're right. So that partnership with Qualcomm is actually really the key to get to the production lines and to get to know Compal and to make this. Right. So, wow, that, that's really, really interesting. Gary, we have the blueprint now, how to yeah, make a headset. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Wow, wow. This is, this is really cool. It's amazing that you're sharing this, Stan, because this is so interesting, right, how this actually can be done by a 15-man team. And I think that will give people lots of confidence, right, because if you, hadn't, if you wouldn't have that, if you wouldn't have these connections through, through uh, Qualcomm, Yeah, people would probably uh, not trust this because they, they, would, they would think like, how can you as 15 yeah. people make this happen? That's impossible, yeah. So yeah, right. You, you don't have to imagine us as a 15 right. company. You have to see all the partners around and of I course. think it's, it's close to 100 people working on the, on the headset. Yeah. Okay, wow, that's so interesting. And you know what? We already talked for two hours and 11 minutes. But I still want to go a bit longer, if you have the time, Stan. I have the time. Yeah, okay, perfect. Gary, you're also still with us? Yeah, yeah, no problem, yeah. Okay, b because uh, really, this, I think it's so interesting. Now I want to know about you, Stan. We want okay. to know, we want to, I want to get to know you a bit better and people here as well. Because you are a young guy. You're under 30, right? I think 28 or so, like very young. And 27, yep. 27 even, right. That's, that's, that's amazing. And um, I want to understand how you, as such a young person, um, how did you have the idea or how did you get into this position? What is your background? Are you uh, an electrical engineering major? Uh, how, did, how did you get into the Next Dimension podcast, making a headset? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm a mostly a software engineer uh, major. Um, I have a, like a equivalent of a, a master degree in France for engineering. And um, I, I met uh, the Oculus DK2 in my school. And, okay. Uh, I, put, I tried VR when I was in school and I, I, I thought to myself, well, that's cool, but I cannot see through the headset. I, well, if I want to see through the headset, you have like to remove it and put cables and stuff. So. The first thing you start to do is you put a, a webcam in front of the headset and then you get it back on the display. And I was doing augmented reality without knowing it was augmented reality. Wow. And, uh, I showed <laughs> that's that so to cool. friend and they say, hey, that's a good idea. You should, you should, you should dive more into that. And then I, I met incredible people that helped me, you know, uh, build a company, build a real company. And, wait, wait, and not so fast, not so fast. Because <laughs> there's, I think, more to it. So I also had the DK2 and I looked through it and I was amazed. And, and yeah. I knew, okay, I have to do something with VR at one point in time and now I'm doing it. So, um, but I, I didn't even think about like, like pass through. I was amazed by VR. Just VR was so new, right? But but yeah. it was not enough for you. So no, so why the did first you, thing what, I did was put a camera on it. Yeah, why 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 did you want to see the real world? I mean you just escaped the real world. Because at the at the at the root of that idea, I wanted to have a device uh, that, that was a long time ago, but I wanted to have a device that could show me uh, the Wi-Fi waves around me. 
you know, like uh, to, to be able to visualize things that your eye cannot see. And it was like on the, you know, like Wi-Fi signal. Um, and, uh, and, and this is why I put a camera on the, on the, on the headset to see the real world. Um, so, so maybe it's a dev uh, an app developer will do something like that one day. But uh, this is how I started. And, and I got more interested in the headset than, you know, the app idea uh, afterwards. And, um, and and along the you know along the way I, I met uh, people uh, that are uh, friends and, and and mentors like way older than me that uh, um, guided me and say well this is called AR and <laughs> this is how you're supposed to do that and and they were very kind um, one of them is uh, Bernard Kress he made a book about how to you know build AR and, and VR stuff that is okay. like 300 pages that you can you can buy it. He's a very uh, eminent person in the hardware uh, game for AR. He's the optical architect of uh, HoloLens. And before okay. that, he was working on the Google Glass. So he's, he's you know, very well, well, well known. And I, I was fortunate enough to meet them. And they were, you know, the, the, the ecosystem is very kind. Uh, you know, when there is someone new and, and young like, like, like me, uh, people were uh, very welcoming, you know, instead of, yeah, yeah, get back to school and maybe get right. back after 10 years of experience in the industry. Okay. This is not how, how this, this ecosystem happens when you look at, at Palmer Lucky, for example. Right. This is not at all, you know, he, he started even, even younger than me and uh, he, he did something even more amazing. And we won't have this discussion without, without this guy. Uh, that and, and, and I happened to have met him uh, not so long ago, and uh, he was also very, very helpful and, and you know, giving advices and, uh, you know, being constructive, uh, mm -hmm. giving critics, but uh, also uh, trying to, to, to bring people up uh, in the AR and VR world. So, yeah, I, I think I met the right people and I, I just work a lot, man. <laughs> Okay, I totally believe you. So um, you are in, you're, you were still in school, and you're making these projects, and you meet all the people who who who, who like what you're building. But, but at what point in time did you have the feeling or or the idea? You know what? I go out of school and I directly start a company and I make headsets, hardware, something crazy, uh, competing against the likes of Oculus. When did that happen? And um, how was it? And um, tell us about a bit about the formation of the company because you need funding, right? You cannot just uh, I don't know go out of yeah. school and then yeah and then make a headset. It's a bit more complicated. So tell us about that part. So I was um, I was still in school. I was an intern in a in an innovation lab in Paris, uh -huh. and they agreed to bootstrap a company with me oh, i was an e intern wow, uh, perfect and, and, and so there were three of us like me like the major shareholder of the company like the, the founder and then the, the this big company that's uh, bring some support a, a desk you know infrastructure <laughs> when i was alone and the third guy is um one of my mentor uh, he was a four-star uh, general in the french air force and a, a jet fighter pilot uh, so he knows very well what is augmented reality and um, i met him uh, dur during a dinner uh, and he, he tried my my, my um, prototype and he said wow that's better than anything i saw in my career so let me help you <laughs> wow, and uh, nice. I, I got some funding from from this uh, beginning and uh, 
I, I was alone doing everything. It was, of course, not enough. And, and with the prototype, I convinced more people to finance. And in August 2019, I, I did a 2 million uh, seed run for the, the, the company. Congratulations. Which was enough to bootstrap the, the, the team. Yeah. Wow, that is that is cool. That is really amazing that you managed to get that two million, and um, then you with that with that money you build that team, right? And uh, that the team is everyone really in Paris physically? And how did you yeah. find? Oh, really? Okay, cool. We are all working in the same room. This is very important because okay. when you're working in a, in in this very you know complex engineering yeah. uh, challenge. You need everyone to to understand almost everything. You know, like, like when there is a problem the, with the optics, I want the software engineer to know. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they will even talk between them and find solution that they couldn't think with only their specialty. You know what I mean? I understand. So yeah, we work in the same room. Everyone is in Paris, um, and uh, we are hiring also, by the way, uh, in, in September if the Kickstarter goes well, of course. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, if you if you want to work uh, in France, if you are in France or want, wants to want to work in Paris, we are hiring uh, all kind of engineers. Oh wow, cool! Yeah, so if there are some engineers who want to work on mixed reality, wow, please send your <laughs> application to yeah. Stan. So that's interesting. Very very cool. What an amazing story! And I really think that. Our audience understands you better now, and uh, like uh, I'm really impressed by your heart, yeah, by by your by your boldness to take <laughs> on Facebook as a 15 man team as a very young guy, and I really applaud you for that. And I I will for sure I will absolutely back you, and uh, yeah, you're backer number one. I will directly. <laughs> I will directly back you. And I have the feeling lots of the people who are watching this channel will also back you because this is like enthusiasts are on this channel. <laughs> and yeah. I think it's exactly the right thing. Right, Gary, I, would you agree? I, I agree, yeah. And I, I, I most likely will be backing you. I don't want to say 100% at this <laughs> stage because, you know, it all depends on finance and stuff like that when it comes down to it. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course. But I, I'm extremely interested. I've, I've never backed... I have backed things on Kickstarter before, but they've been very small things, you know, nothing really, you know, just like uh, 20 pounds or 20 euros, whatever, that kind of amount of money. I've never backed anything big like this. And this will be the first one that I'm going to jump on. And so I'm very excited. And I think it will be great for this to be a very successful Kickstarter because not yeah, only would it show the amount of um, enthusiasm for this um, kind of hardware, this this kind of mixed reality headset, this AR, this VR kind of headset, but it will also show a level of confidence in the product and allow developers to have a level of confidence in the product as well, which is going to be integral um, from that point of on point. Um, so yeah, I hope it's a great success for you and uh, you can get these out there um, early next year. That will be fantastic. <laughs> You know, we, we with this Kickstarter, we it's also a Kickstarter because it would be like a message, you know, like to, to the community, like if it's successful, it will send, send a very strong message that um, the biggest strength of Oculus is Facebook, like the, the, the money they have, but it's also the biggest weakness uh, because mm -hmm. the brand is very damaged to the consumer. Yes, yeah. for else? for a reason, for a reason. For a reason, I think for some reasons. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, for some reasons. I don't have time tonight to list all of them, but you you won't see me 
in, in front of Congress anytime soon yeah. for the same reason, for sure. Yeah, agreed. And wow, I, I see so much support. I see so many people here in the chat who say, wow, I'm going to back this for sure. And I totally agree with you, Stan. This being successful would absolutely send a strong message and it would show that the community wants something else. They want a headset, a standalone headset that is not about your privacy. They want to support this and I'm happy, I'm really happy to see that here in the chat and I have the feeling the community really supports what you do and I'm excited about it. Cool. I'm, I'm very thankful. <laughs> great, great. Yeah, and uh, yeah, let's wrap it up here. And um, if there is one last thing that you would want the community to do, like probably um, sign up for the mailing list or whatever, now is the time for you to tell them what they should do. Uh, I think the thing you, you have to remember is if you, if you like the product, if you like the, the, the kind of mission we're on, the best thing you can do is talk about it uh, because we are not like a very big company, like a famous company. We are... We're reaching more and more people, but it's it's through you. It's through the, the you know, uh, Sebastian, Gary, but also the audience. Uh, we need to get the word out, not only in Europe, but everywhere, that there is an alternative uh, coming uh, that is not Facebook, that is not even a, a big company that can run the same kind of, you know, hardware and, and, and content that exists. And uh, uh, we are trying to catch up, uh, of course, on the content, but we can definitely do it. And now is the time. Now is the time. If if this doesn't succeed, and I, I'm telling that to my team as well, uh, if links doesn't succeed, I don't see a lot of other initiat initiative today that can emerge as being a competitor to Facebook. And I think Facebook would, uh, would, would win the game. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't, maybe Apple could do something. But, you know, uh, so pass the word on and uh, sign up to our newsletter and uh, keep an eye on our YouTube channel. We are going to, to show some, some very cool stuff as well. Okay. You heard Stan here. Absolutely spread the word. Um, give this a thumbs up. Share this on Twitter. Look at Stan's uh, YouTube channel. I'm going to link everything in the show notes so you can directly click there and do sign up for the mailing list so you will get to know about the Kickstarter. But for sure here on MRTV, I will also cover that Kickstarter and hopefully have you again here on the show uh, for sure. Yeah, I'll have you again here for sure. That's There's no question about it. Man, Stan, thank you so much for being no, our, our guest here tonight and uh, yeah, for uh, us having the chance to get to know you and your exciting project. There was an absolute amazing episode of the Next Dimension podcast. Yeah, so for all the people who are watching this right now, if you enjoyed it as well, give this a thumbs up, do all the good stuff and share this with others so other people can get to know Stan as we got to know him now and get to know the exciting project and also join the Kickstarter to support this amazing project and get this headset, which I'm really looking forward to look through. This is, really, I want to look through that headset so bad. Yeah, so... Thanks. for um, Do give this a thumbs up. And also, if you have not yet um, given the Next Dimension podcast a five-star review on iTunes, do that now. Get out your podcast, um, find the, pod the podcast app on your iPhone and iPad and find the Next Dimension podcast. That would help us out a lot. And now we're looking forward to see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, everyone.